The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hmm? Ah! Hmm. Aloha, everybody. I'm Rima. I'm Jason. And I'm Pete. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. For one last time. I was going to say, but it's our <laughs> last time saying that. Right. <laughs> Today we're covering the eighth episode of season three and... The final episode of the series entitled appropriately farewell bizarre i can't believe we're here forever that was it yeah you know they released the episode titles for the final eight walking dead really i have not i would rather not look (laughs) (laughs) okay i know that I, i somebody told me that um last episode title i kind of wish i why didn't know would, but now why? i know so it's a good I one would. it's a good title but i won't say what it is mm-hmm. so yeah. anyway back to I'd, lock and key yeah i'd rather <laughs> not uh, i i know with like with house of the dragon the last i mean i i've read the book so i feel like it's not really spoilery for me i feel like i know what's probably going to happen in those episodes but mm-hmm. it could be pretty spoilery for folks who've not up to speed <clears> they're Kind of spoilery title, so yeah, I'd rather. All right, I'm going to tell you. It's "Hello, Rick!" with an exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Better not be. (laughs) It's titled "Thank God Michonne Came Back." (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Come on, jeez. Well, back to the subject at hand. Yeah, sorry, uh, everybody who doesn't give a shit about Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Should. Keep on track. No, it's totally fine. Uh, so, what'd you guys think? The final episode ever. Um, I enjoyed it. Good. Definitely for what it was. I, it's this season was bumpy to say the least uh, <laughs> in a lot of places. But I think a lot of the emotional points, like was it emotional manipulation? Were they pulling tears out of my uh, face and? Just making me feel things to make me think that it was a good finale, probably. But you know what? It worked, and I'll I'll accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel kind of the same. Like, this episode had everything that makes lock and key, lock and key. Plot holes, people doing weird, dumb things, and tons of feels and warmth and fun. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad it felt like an ending of the series. It makes me think my fears were unfounded that they were writing to an ending here, clearly. Um I guess they kind of left the door open, but really it did feel like an ending and it made me smile and feel good. And yeah, there were, there, were, you know, it was like very epilogue feeling, which I'm glad they gave a lot of time mm-hmm. after they took care of Gideon to just kind of wrap up the story emotionally. And some of those beats felt more um, forced than others to me and mm-hmm. more uh, contrived, but um, there were a few that just really hit and, and that's what I love about the show. So it left me feeling, you know, happy that I bothered with it. <laughs> yeah. 
I agree with you both. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the finale, and it definitely hit the emotional notes for me. And as many gripes as what I had about this season, I feel like, like you said, Paik, there were some bumps. And uh, I know we we talked them all out, but I do feel like they wrapped it up in a pretty good way, the best way possible, anyway, for this series. And uh, mm-hmm. so, so I enjoyed it, and there were a lot of tearful moments. I think the the tears are still somewhat wet on my face after watching. Yeah, my, it's it's been like Again. an hour since I finished my last watch, and my eyes I'm still like they're a little itchy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's someone cut up some onions or something. I don't huh. know. It's happening um but yeah i think i think you know there'll be some good things to kind of talk about and maybe reminisce a little bit um about the series i am i'm I'm glad it seems like they were able to wrap it up in a satisfactory way we had some fears about that because we we had heard some things about you know did did they know that it was going to end you know is it you know are they gonna you know be able to kind of get to that conclusion so it, it feels to me like they did. So, but um, I don't know. It seems weird that it was over that. Wow. Cause it's, you know, been a great ride. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking back how, because I, I love this comic so much. It's one of my favorite comic books ever. Yeah. And that's, I, I, I have probably a hundred different series of comics in my collection, maybe more. And this is right up there for me with like the walking dead. And, um, so when I heard it was going to be a series, I'm like, well, I'm doing a podcast on that. And then you were like, I'm doing a podcast on that. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. And then I was like, well, I should just uh, get on board with that. So I asked you if I could get on with you guys. And you said yes. And then and that was sort of the catalyst for Sean to leave. Because he's like, well, since Jason's got it, I'm just going to take a break. <laughs> and then he never came back. And I felt kind of guilty about that. I mean, I don't know. He, it seemed like he was probably going to leave anyway, but that made it a little easier, you know? So that's how this started off with Sean leaving. But then it ended up great with Pake. So uh, it's all it's all good. <laughs> Everything had a purpose, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Ended up like it should have, I guess. Sean yeah, is yeah. still doing really well. So, and he's, he knows he's always welcome to join in mm-hmm. for anything. So, yeah. And Paik has, has helped me out greatly by being a part of it now. I mean, I'm, I probably said it way too many times, but I'm just stoked to um, hear you guys on this next Mike Flanagan series. Yes. So excited. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a good one. It'll be our, our traditional fall slash Halloween Mike Flanagan show. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, yeah. it was, yeah, it, well, and just to go off another tangent here, cause we've already done that here in the beginning, <laughs> but uh, while we're on the subject of Mike Flanagan, I saw uh, a one year anniversary. I think it was just last week, I think, or over the weekend, it was the one year anniversary of Midnight Mass when it wow. um, had aired. I want to go back and watch ago. that again. I don't know that I could take it. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Down a second time. It was so fantastic. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, has it been a year? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it has. So, you know, just kind of going through, you know, people were sharing clips and some of their favorite scenes and um, parts of the story and things like that. And I thought, yeah, it's it's definitely time for another Mike Flanagan. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to be hurt again. It takes me a year to emotionally recover from a series. And then I'm like, okay, Mike, let's, let's go on this ride together again. And you can completely destroy me. So, all right, here's another tangent. 
if you had a podcast and you named it Tangent Cast, does that then create a paradox? Because then everything you talk about technically isn't a tangent because it fits the topic of the podcast. How do you, how would you do that? I don't mm. think it's possible. I, I, you just have to be silent. I don't know. That wouldn't work either. I don't know. I don't think any of us could be silent. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like talking too much. <laughs> At least the people I know. I'm shy otherwise. Anyway... Well, and just as a reminder, because I know we're getting ready to start talking about the series finale of Lock and Key, but just as a reminder, because it was we just started last week, we're going to have a couple of notes about the new um, season of Great British Bake Off that'll be coming up after our comic talk section. So just as a reminder, if you enjoy that, if you want to hear a couple of our notes and highlights and things like that, stick around, um, or otherwise you can skip it. So... On to lock and key. Who wants to go first for the last time? I think you should go first. Yeah. I, I should go first. Good with that idea. All right. Uh, well, a lot of these for me are, are fairly quick, short points, but I wanted to just quickly talk about that final battle. Um, I loved the action in this uh, episode. We've, we've had some action before out of the series, but it's kind of low-key. Um, but this this had, a, a for, for me anyway, great action scene, because I love action. I, I you know, I'm drawn to action movies and uh, get a real thrill. So I loved, um, not that everything that happened with Gordy was great, because R.I.P. Gordy, that was really sad. That made me sad. Um, his final moments there on the show, uh, when, when they were at uh, his house trying to escape, uh, out of his head to get out. Um, but once they got from there and had their little run in with the cops, which was kind of weird because nothing really ever came of that. Like, yeah, it's like clearly Gideon murdered these two police officers mm. and they're just not going to follow up on that with the people that were in that house. <laughs> yeah. Like, did everybody, I guess, just get clear of that? Did the maybe do- our policemen just like didn't know, understand what happened because there was magic involved? And if there's magic involved, they're just not going to remember the details of what happened. I don't, they're dead. I don't know. Did, I think. Did he? Killed, I think he I don't twist one's he, head, right? Say, I, I thought he, the first one he like knocked out, yeah. and I figure he would have gone back for him. But the second officer that kept shooting him, he slit his throat, so he was. Oh, uh, okay. Done. I totally forgot that. I, yeah. I was probably taking some notes <laughs> and just completely forgot that. I knew that there was like a little showdown with them, but I couldn't remember him actually killing them. I thought he like knocked them out, but either he at least way, killed one. Okay, but so, maybe not both. Yeah, loose end. No, you're 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 probably right. I'll I'll yeah. I'll take y'all's word for it for sure. But because then when he um, um he grabs Josh later, who's just sticking around staring at him for some reason. And throws him to the ground. I'm like, of course, if it's a series regular, you just throw him to the ground. If it's a big player or an extra, you slight, slight, uh, slit their throat. <laughs> well, he was shooting at him after all. Yeah, but, uh, that other guy just kind of rammed his car right into him. Because <laughs> that's not as bad. <laughs> um, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, I guess he had a little... A, a little bit of a safety net there being a regular. But anyway, so I, I liked the, the chase scene after that. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was action-packed. I liked getting um, some action there in Matheson. I love the town of Matheson. I think it's so beautiful and picturesque. It's, a, I think, a beautiful little New England town. And uh, 
I know that it's not actually shot there in Boston. I can't remember where they shoot. I'll have to look at yeah, the Yeah, where do they again. shoot that? Cause we talked about it in It doesn't look one. like Boston. It looks like a New England town, though, for sure. I thought it was in... Oh, I'm not like going to say it because I'll be maybe. wrong. Um, yeah, I, I remember we talked about it in season one, but that mm. was forever ago, and I can't remember. I'll, I'll look it up here in a minute. Um, but anyway, um, we, we got like the IMDB machine. <laughs> yeah. Crank it up and, and let me know as I'm talking. Um, but I loved getting, you know, to see some of the other buildings, some of the other Nova people. Nova Scotia, Lunenburg. Yes. I knew it wasn't like. Canada. Yeah. I knew so. it wasn't like US based. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's beautiful. I, I think yeah. it's beautiful picturesque. I love the fun colors that they, they have all the buildings and stuff as they're running in through the alleyway and getting, or they make that door to go into the pub. So I love that part. I love that we actually got to see the creation key uh, used a little bit, not just in the flashback um, and to actually kind of get it in action um, with the drawing of the door. I thought that was kind of cool. And just imagine being those, uh, people on the other side <laughs> like what the hell like there's a wall there and then of course yeah and then to have like Gideon bust through right behind him like what the hell is going on yeah. and like Kinsey, you know like Kinsey said <laughs> you're not gonna remember this it's okay <laughs> yeah you won't remember it's like but the door shaped hole in the wall will still cause confusion for yeah. a while I think yeah. <laughs> that's true how'd that happen it's so weird yeah <laughs> uh and if then, I was uh Kinsey I'd draw the Kool-Aid man oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) Uh, and then as they're running down the street and Gideon's really closing in on them which he got pretty damn close and had Josh not rammed into him in that moment I think he was getting ready to grab them I mean he was like breathing down their neck yeah Um, but it was fun then to see Kinsey uh, draw the motorcycle and it come to life and I thought you know, good thing she's an artist and has the skills. Because I thought, what if you drew, like, I don't know, it's magic. Crappy motorcycle. But I was like, what if you, because like, I'm thinking if I had to draw a motorcycle, like my, my circles are probably going to be like uh, different sizes. Ovals. So w- would your wheels actually come out like different right. sizes if you didn't draw them just right? I'm just thinking, um, you know, real world logistics yeah. here, which make no sense. Do you sense, need to be but, a good artist for that? We don't know because the only drawings we've seen have been pretty good. Or just very simple. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, does it turn out what you imagine it to be? Like, what mm-hmm. you like with your intention? Will it will it come out like like that? I'd like or to think no. Should you? That if you make a messed up drawing, you're going to get a messed up motorcycle that doesn't <laughs> actually work right. Yeah, I, I can imagine fun. like oblong wheels trying to get this motorcycle to go. Crap. <laughs> um, I'd be in so trouble yeah. too. <laughs> I would if, you, be. if you need a square, I'm your man. Otherwise, right. <laughs> you need a, a good stick figure. Right. Um, Maybe a star. The, the sun up in the corner of the paper. I right. can do that. Right <laughs> I am your person if, if that's what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, score one for Josh. I, I thought that was uh, really well done. The timing was perfect uh, as he came in and gave them just enough time to get on their motorcycle and get away. And so that was a hell of a save. Um, good for him. It, it was interesting, though, because it was like Josh never got like that was his ancestor, too. I was kind of thinking, is he going to there going to be like a little connection there? Um, but I guess Grandpa. Josh kind of yeah, missed out on that whole <laughs> whole thing. Like he he I guess he never knew that that was his ancestor i mean he knew that gideon was but did he know that that 
was Gideon. I guess it wouldn't matter because he's not going to remember anyway with it being magic. But anyway, Mm -hmm. like, hey, my ancestor assaulted me. Um, That was fun. (laughs) So I liked that whole chase scene, uh, them from Gordy's house getting to Key House and um, all the action because I I like the action and I like how they infused it in the episode. We haven't had a lot of it. So, or at least for my taste anyway, um, personally speaking. So I enjoyed all of that. Yeah, I could tell. They were like, it's the last episode ever. So bud- budget be damned. Throw all of the action and special effects and car chases and car crashes and explosions. Let's just throw it all out there. <laughs> all out. Right. Yeah, they had a big explosion. That was exciting. The, the car turning over. I thought it was hilarious as they, when Gideon was chasing them uh, in the motorcycle and they make that sharp turn and... He, you know, Gideon's clueless. He doesn't know how to drive. He's from the, you know, a different time. And he just says to the car, turn for me. And <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. like, he's, I don't know, for some reason that just made me giggle. It, <laughs> like, I mean, the, and when it rolled over and then exploded, such a big explosion, it seemed pretty ridiculous to me. It uh, reminded me, I think it was Top Secret. Or one of the Naked Gun movies, there was like a Pinto and some car like barely bumps into the bumper, blink, and then it blows up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it that. was it was definitely over the top. I think like Pake said, maybe just going balls out and make it super action packed, <laughs> a little bit more threatening that not only could Gideon survive this car that had... And his clothes, too. You know, yeah, thrown over so many times and then it catches fire. It, it's actually not that easy for a car to explode, you know. Yeah. Um, it's got to be pretty special circumstances, so it was definitely over the top that they decided to make it a huge fireball. But uh, it's all good. <laughs> I'll take it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Why not? We're done. We're just, so. we're just excusing everything now. It's the yeah. last one. At, at this point, it's fine. Just, just roll with it. I have, I have just pooed all over the season a lot of times i'm just ready to just like think of the positive and go out on top so that's that's where i yeah. landed <laughs> all right who wants to go next want to go pick uh sure i'll go uh I'll, I'll add on to that a little bit i had some of those notes and then some extra stuff because yeah it was just the final face off with gideon <clears throat> um which, yeah, we talked about, so like the police, I guess they're not following up on that. Uh, all the action was a lot of fun. Josh, uh, and, and then Gideon taking the car, which was kind of funny again, like him having no idea what he's doing. Like you see him like go to take off and he just goes in reverse. He's like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> does seem to get the gist mostly pretty good other than the whole yeah. turning part, not his uh, forte. I mean, uh, <laughs> he was watching Ellie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I that's what I how I rationalized that he knew what, what to do. And he's probably really smart. He's a demon, whatever. But right. yeah, he just didn't quite have the feel of it. You could tell he was lurching around and stuff. So I, I could buy that he would yeah. be able to pick up just I know how to go fast, but not understand how to take a corner. Right. Know? He's like, I think that's Gideon behind us. How does he know how to drive? It's like, well, clearly not great. Yeah. But he's swerving all over the but place. But if you play a racing game, you can if it's a yeah. straightaway, you can do pretty well. And then sometimes in the corners, you just go flinging off the road, just like that. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like he kept hitting uh, the gas and then the brake and then the gas and the brake. <laughs> one foot, dude. You just use one foot for both. Right. <laughs> uh, so, of course, Josh will forget all of that, except the fact that he just thinks he was carjacked in the middle of the day. Uh, <laughs> Carjacking's uh, in Matheson. <laughs> right. 
Uh, but then past that, just once they get to Key House and the face off with Gideon, I was going to talk about uh, starts with Tyler sitting in the well house, just kind of playing coy with him. Oh, you're looking for these, right? Um, Gideon pulls out his gun. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Could have done that. Uh, but yeah, Gideon's not going to fall for the simple version of the plan of just walking in through the, the well house. But, but Tyler and Brody may have a clever little trick or bigger trick in the form of like a bulldozer with this claw thing, which Brody is happily operating. I'm like, how he knows how to operate it? Mm, not sure. They had plenty of time to practice, maybe. I don't know. It <laughs> was a switch to nighttime before he showed up. Um, Maybe they use the head key to throw an instruction manual in his head. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which, again, budget be damned. Series finale. Bring in the heavy machinery. Let's get this big bulldozer. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that Uh, thing was. Right. Exactly. I was even looking. I was like, is it a bulldozer? Because it doesn't have the big plow. But I'm like, what is this cloth thing? I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, unfortunately, Gideon's demon strength is a little too much for the machine and he breaks it brings the well house down and then goes back inside to face off with all of them which they do get the alpha key by just magic with magic it was just like all of the things that nina and bodhi had tried to get into that he was like there, there's no way we can get it and kenzie walks in like actually it's super easy barely an inconvenience <laughs> uh <laughs> right. just draw a rectangle just, right here yeah. <laughs> just Magic with magic, got it. Uh, she draws a rectangle, and it's like a a big cube of cheese. It, it turns into cheese a button. comes up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no! It's supposed to be a door. <laughs> you wanted a window, just so you can look yeah, at the keys. Right. <laughs> got it. There they are, all lined up. But I, I like the moment then with she palms the alpha key, and Gideon grabs her and takes her over to the portal which i was a little worried for her the first watch i'll be i'll admit i should have known better i'm like come on it's not like kids he's gonna be fine uh but i love the line there where he goes the key or she dies and her response with stabbing him with the alpha key saying no you fucking die and i was like (laughs) all right i uh i really appreciate holding off f-bombs for the entire show and waiting saving it for that one line that one moment it's that perfect you know example of like Using that as flavor enhancement for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It, it, it makes it was more of an impact. If right. It's used sparingly. Gives it just a perfect little Fuck punch. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> so I really like But that. it was interesting uh, how it did, the alpha key didn't kill him. Maybe it would have yeah. after a little Maybe while. Maybe I think it eventually, strong, yeah. Like, so just took him a while resisting, to yeah. goop out. Uh, <laughs> 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 that could be. It could mean a few different things. <laughs> Better change your pants uh, there. <laughs> gosh. But yeah, at first I, th- I thought it felt a little strange that they just killed and defeated Gideon so quickly. Like it was less than halfway through the episode. It was less than sixteen minutes. Like fifteen fifty when he was gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's that's a little weird. But then. I'm actually totally okay with it, thinking more about it, because having ample time for epilogue is what works perfect for the show. It's what it needed. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? That's fine. Just wrap it up. Get get in out of the yeah. way. And like, because what we, we really were... want to know is where do these characters land yeah. at the end of the day? We right. were talking about the things that the show needed to do to be satisfying. And I think it did everything we wanted it to do. Get rid of Gideon, uh, figure out what they were going to do with the keys and, you know, where they're sort of paths were going on in life after yep. that 
yeah. I was I was okay with that, just getting that wrapped up so we could finish with the locks, mm-hmm. you know. So the whole thing with good. Josh and because we we named a few things. I think we said maybe that Josh and uh, Bodie seemed unresolved, and they took care of that. And that was adorable. Yeah, was we'll, we'll talk like, more yeah. about it. But oh, yeah, that we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll to, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you talked about uh, when Gideon destroyed the well house. I'm curious. Do you guys think that? Um, and maybe it did because the keys no longer exist. But do you think that destroying the key house actually like took away its power? That it was just like I, I kind of thought so, and I thought it was clever. Like I, I thought it was kind of cool. Like okay, this is the one thing that could destroy him, or one of the r- two rare things that could destroy him, and he just crumbled it. I was like, well, took care of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Go but through I this guess doorway. So. There's no doorway there anymore. Yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, it's whatever the writers would decide. But I kind of would yeah. like to think so that that just eliminated that just threat done. for him. Yeah. Okay. Jason. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go along with this whole idea of saying everything's good, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll front load it pretty much with all my, this is my nitpicks and also just some legitimate questions. And then, and then, you know, I'll, the rest of it's nice. But um, so let's see. Tyler, Kinsey and Ellie are coming out of Gordy's headspace. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, you know, he, it was kind of, it was a little sad. Like it turns out that uh, resuscitating the magic copy of Gordy did have an impact. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he starts to come back to life, but then it's just um, basically as a plot device to get the locks just out and then he dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, that's not necessarily nitpick, but maybe a little, but anyway, so they come out of his headspace and the two cops are, are pointing at their guns at them going, don't move, put your hands on the wall. And here's the bloody guy behind them that they had just had up against the wall, Rufus, Mm -hmm. that they don't know. They think he might be a stabber and they're just totally ignoring him. And luckily he's a nice guy, but he could just be stabbing them. You know, (laughs) that's what I thought moment. Um, I guess Sam, well, it seems like Sam's gone. Tyler said so. And he was still in Gordy's head. And also it looked like, things started to turn like white in there. So maybe that was sort of suggesting he went on to the next world. Right. But, um, is Bolton a ghost in the locks backyard? Yes. He still is. I think, well, because he Um, was an echo. So does echo have a ghost form that is now tortured to float around on the ground? Yeah. We don't know. I guess we don't know. We never saw his ghost. Did we, or did we? No, 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 we didn't. No, we just, Maybe Went echoes the ghost don't have ghosts. And, yeah, I don't know. What the the body slumped. Are. Yeah. Um, Gideon's <laughs> comes out of Gordy's headspace too, and the cops slow him down, shooting him so that Ellie and Tyler and Kinsey have a chance to get away a little bit. And they're sitting there, uh, seeing Gordy's body and being sad about it. And then Ellie basically says, "We can't let Gideon win, no matter what. So you go try to stop him, and we'll go hide." <laughs> nice you know this is all your fault in the first place mm. <laughs> you guys uh, handle it you got it yeah, it's super important bye good luck um i thought kinsey i was hoping kinsey would be much more imaginative with the creation key because 
I thought it was really cool when young Randall drew Caliban, even though it was a dumb move. It was cool to see. And we, what do we get? Tyler draws a door. <laughs> Ellie draws a motorcycle. I'm like, maybe you could draw a faster motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> or a Lamborghini. Those, that would be pretty easy to draw or even like a spaceship with lasers, something else like, uh, and then, um, you know, I mean, Ellie had said to her, you can make anything come to life just by drawing a sketch of it. And I'm like, draw fucking Superman then and wonder woman <laughs> and get this shit handled. But, um, they did draw that big Mecca thing. And that, I guess that was pretty creative, but they should have had a plan B or, and a plan C too, in case that didn't work because, you never know if he's going to be standing in the right place. And also, why did he not notice that if it's this big giant thing <laughs> sitting there in the yard? I guess it was dark. Um, and then she drew that another door on the Harlequin chest, which was clever. But I feel like there was wasted potential with the creation key. They could have done a lot more with it. They'd had another season. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. Um, and then what else? Uh, the whole thing about Josh plowing into Gideon I'm like how did that happen what was he driving along and he just did he see that there was a car headed towards them or like no what I know Ellie Ellie and Rufus went over there and like told Josh yeah like we need your help Tyler and Kenzie were in trouble okay and he he hit the car right he hit he hit no no he hit Gideon yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. like I don't know. He doesn't know about magic, so he doesn't know he's invulnerable. That's pretty <laughs> fucking ruthless. He's just really like, you're chasing my girlfriend's kids. I'll yeah, murder you I'm now. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. Anyone else that definitely would have uh, seriously injured if not killed. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's yeah. what he would think, too, because he doesn't know about magic. And then and then he tells them, go, get out of here. And meanwhile, he just stands there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if you think they should go, then you should go. And then um, Gideon just throws him aside. And then later, as you guys mentioned, Nina says, Josh doesn't remember hitting Gideon. And I'm like, why? Why wouldn't he remember that? It didn't have anything to do with magic. Maybe just because he was magic himself or something i i I, I, i'm trying i mean typically i know but typically you know when something happens like tyler he had that whole experience with jackie where she died and the way he remembered that was she had an aneurysm so he did remember it he was really sad about it so if you run over a guy i think the way you'd remember that is that you ran over a guy <laughs> you know? well he remembered getting assaulted he's like oh i was assaulted at the, yeah. at the meeting house so he did yeah. um he remembers that much this guy beat me up and remember. stole my car why, like, why, why what, what did you do i'm hit him with my car (laughs) (laughs) but he looked like he was gonna threaten somebody possibly (laughs) um i'm not gonna get deep into the whole going back to uh randall thing but it was i thought it was great and um one thing i'm gonna because it's my sort of nitpick question segment i wonder they must have told randall like he's like so why are you visiting me like can't you just tell me this in the future <laughs> you know <laughs> like they didn't really talk about why are you where they me? might have said um by the way you're dead and we really miss you i mean 
you'd think he they would have to tell him that for him to know what was going on. But as Nina said, he wouldn't remember anyway, because that's not how the time shift key works. And of course, we never really found out how that worked. But I kind of love that, actually, that we never found out. They just kept saying that's not how it works. And then they never told us how it worked. <laughs> just prefer not knowing versus giving some kind of bullshit, you know, so, weird yeah. explanation or something or, or something right. that doesn't quite make sense. So. They need to make fit. like versions of the keys that they can sell online, like in bulk that people can just buy as collector's things. And on the time shift, when the box just needs to say, it doesn't work how you think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I That's think good. it works the way you've said, Peg, but they never <laughs> said it in the series right. where it's like a pocket thing yeah. that just goes away after they're done with it. Um, I have a question, another question. If Nina went back and slept with Rendell in this little pocket time universe or whatever it is, does that count as cheating? Why? <laughs> I don't think so. Her husband. But she has a boyfriend. It's different. Not in that time she didn't. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I that's all I wanted to know. Okay. Um Nina says to Rendell, you won't remember this. And Rendell says, no, but you will. And that's all that matters. And Tyler says, the past is always with us. And um, I thought, well, that was a little bit of an awkward shoehorned callback. But it was sweet that Rendell was very moved that his son remembered something that he'd said to him earlier, which was in season one, episode three, when they were first exploring the head key and going back and watching memories of Rendell and seeing him tell them the story of the fisherman that found treasure. But his friends were swallowed up by the sea monster that was protecting the treasure and the version he told to Kinsey had a happy ending where the fisherman gave the treasure to, uh, the, his dead friends, families. And so the sea monster saw that and coughed them all back up and they were fine. But the version he told Tyler was darker. The fisherman's friends stay eaten and the sea monster lets the fisherman stay alive so he could spend the rest of his days on this island and never forget what he'd done and the pain he's caused and his dad says the past is always with us tyler you can try to run away but it's always there and at the time i didn't really understand why they got kinsey and tyler got those different versions but either it, it doesn't matter like remembering back makes this callback seem a little weird out of context tyler saying the past is always with us dad is like i'm always going to remember you dad but remembering where it came from it's more like dad i just want to remind you what you taught me that when you fuck up you'll never be able to forget it okay nice seeing you <laughs> bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> so that that was a little weird um these are nitpicks um a couple more rufus finishing the last chapter of squadron strange and Ellie says, so do Sergeant E and her troops eventually find their way back home? And he goes, they realized they were already home. That one for me was a bit cheesy. I, it's okay, I guess. But um, it does seem a little strange that, like, did they decide the battlefield is their home? Or I don't really know the story of Squadron Strange. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're even, I didn't know they were even trying to find their way Maybe home. Maybe it's kind of similar to, like, what Rendell was giving to the others in that, like, reunion moment where it was like, what what really matters or where home is or what where magic is in his case is it's just family. It's family. Yeah. Okay. With. So it was each as long as they're together. Yeah. It's fine. Even if they're being attacked in the, on a battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty 
convenient that everyone suddenly at the school loves Ellie and there's no more judgment or anything. And they're like, Coach Whedon. And it's like, well, why? what changed from before when you were all nervous about being there and everybody was talking behind your back? Because the last episode, that's why. So they're all being super nice. It was it was a nice scene, but it just seemed like convenient. You know, that that's one where I felt like they were trying to manipulate me because it didn't make sense. <laughs> oh, wasn't um, it the teachers that or that one teacher? Yeah. And maybe the kids were always nice, huh? You could say yeah. that, I guess. Uh, and they always liked her. Yeah, maybe so. Um, when the whole thing where Tyler says, you know, I'm actually going to miss this place, even though it's so Norman Bates and Bodie's all, who's Norman Bates? And they're like, oh, Bodie. That felt <laughs> so much like the end of every 80s sitcom episode. <laughs> like all of a sudden the theme song comes in right after that. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> that one didn't really land for me. Uh, the I got two more. The whispering at the end. It's kind of fun to have a little like, oh my gosh, maybe there's still something else. But it was established that there was only one more key, the creation key. And now they have them all and now they're gone. And whispering means there's another key. So it goes against what the show said. Unless maybe if Gideon had gotten the creation key and gotten them all together and he'd be like, it's still not working. <laughs> there's at least one more. No, don't agree. I, I don't know that it was supposed, and again, I think it's open to interpretation. So I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I took it as to not necessarily that there's another key there, just like there's still magic there that even though the keys were gone, there's still kind of like just, it's a magical place in general is kind of how I took it. Like the magic is not completely gone. Not really any more keys. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure, but I think every single time we've heard Whispering, it was a key calling out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that might be true, but that's just but not how I took it. Doesn't, it yeah, it yeah. doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. And then <laughs> the last, wrong. well, no, I mean, yeah, if you want to be charitable, which I think is a good thing to be when you like the series, I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but this is my nitpicking point. But, you're, you know, yeah, that's how I would explain it if I wanted to be nice. I don't. <laughs> um, and then the last one is uh, there's no sign of these sisters that got trapped in mirror world. Yeah, it's kind of. They did not come back. They're just now. mirror world dimension skeletons forever now. Who cares? I guess so. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the point of them? To have a thread in the first episode? I, yeah. <laughs> Introduce the snow globe. To make key, the snow globe key yeah. treacherous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So those are, uh, that's pretty much every single one of my nitpicks about this episode, I think. There might be a few more, but yeah. That's a lot for a 40-minute episode. (laughs) 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 That was good. Um, Oh, gosh, I guess it's back to me. I forgot I went first. Okay. Well, you know, kind of talking about it there, um, and your last few points there, Jason, when, you know, for me... You know, saying goodbye to magic. You were right. I think you predicted it. And Peg, I think you added on to that too, that you thought that would be the best way uh, to go. And I think it made sense for me anyway. Um, I thought it was a fitting way for them to move on. And I mean, I think it makes sense, you know, when you when you look back at the three years and it was like that long for us, but I don't know, what was it like a year or so I can't remember what how much uh, time has passed in in Matheson yeah. in the series. It's like, it was like a year, couple year years, half, yeah, year and a half. Yeah, it was like, like two school years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it didn't. And feel one summer or something. 
Yeah. Um, so not not a lot of time. So in the short time that they've been at Key House and have had the keys, they have just always had stuff going on. Like they're always in danger. Um, they don't have a lot of peace um, or, you know, peaceful times. So it felt like if, you know, they were always going to have to protect the keys. They were always going to be in some kind of danger. They lost a lot because of the keys. I mean, their their dad was killed over the keys. Um, the keepers of the keys uh, lost either lost their lives or they had lost so much. You know, Ellie ended up being the only remaining person left. Um, think of all the innocent bystanders that got hurt. Gordy uh, was killed um, and he didn't know anything. Uh, and had nothing to do with it. So just seemed like the best. Eden, Jackie, Joe, Gabe. I'm not Gabe. (laughs) Gabe. The poor librarian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie. That's horrible. Yeah, Yeah. Jackie. A lot of people got hurt, lost their lives. Uh, I think there were um, a lot of like unnamed townspeople from last season, the people that Gabe was turning into demons. (laughs) Hobby. yeah. Yeah. A lot of people. So... Um, so I think that they did a, a decent job of kind of explaining that away. I know they kind of dropped the little hint of that earlier in the season when Nino was like, you know, sometimes the keys don't always want something good. They just want to be used, right? Mm-hmm. It's not always for, for good. Um, and I think that they had some positive experiences. There were probably some really great experiences that they'll remember, like getting to use the animal key, you know, Kinsey and the, the angel wings. and Coachella. Yeah, gosh, that anywhere key, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that would get so much use yes. from me. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that that would just be uh, the best. But so I think I think it was fitting, and I I do like how they got that one last visit. You know, because if you're going, you know, before you destroy all the keys, uh, before you wrap all of that up, you know, you get that one last visit. And I know we weren't really given a great explanation exactly about how the key works. Um, and how it seems like they had more time. They figured out, I guess, how to have more time than just, what was it, like five minutes or something was the last Mm -hmm. time they used it. They only had like five minutes. So I don't know if they figured out how to get a little bit more uh, out of that. But I I loved that. I I immediately just teared up when we got the flashback to, or when they were going back to that time, you see uh, the the younger version of the kids leaving and Rendell sitting at the kitchen table and, and they start to come in. I just, oh, I lost it. That look on his face. Um, I cannot remember. Bill Heck. Um, he's the actor that plays Rendell. I think he's an amazing actor. Uh, he really sold that whole mm-hmm. sequence of scenes for me. Like seemed really just, moved. Yeah, when he saw them standing there in the living room, I mean, just it said it all on his face. And I just, I lost it just because you could just really feel in that moment how much it, like once it clicked for him, like first he was kind of confused and then it like clicked for him. Like, yeah. oh, these are my kids from the future. Um, yeah, like what if you saw your daughter come in and she was like 10 years older? You're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I would I would flip out for sure. Um, but I'd be happy because I'm always happy with my kids around. But, you know, um, he didn't question it. Randall remembers magic, so he knows, you know, whatever. Stuff like is, this happens. Yeah, yeah. like he's not going to question it. Kind of like when Duncan was like, oh, no, you guys use the Anywhere key, you know, whenever they were <laughs> caught in that one scene with uh, Dodge and stuff. Um, so he just kind of knew. Time um, shift. Right. So, yeah. 
so anyway, I love that whole moment. I love that they got one more chance to kind of just hang out, smile, and laugh. Because um, who wouldn't want that? You know, who wouldn't want those final moments? And I love that they that they got that before they said goodbye to the keys. And, you know, when he said, you know, this is the real magic. This is all I ever needed. And it kind of gives the the family closure to be able to move on. Like, and he's kind of giving them that permission. Like, you know, it's okay. I'm always here with you. And um, I just want you to be happy. Uh, so it kind of gives them what they need to be able to move on from the you know, key house and get on with their lives kind of gives, I think Bodie, you know, when he's like, I just want you guys to be happy. And he kind of looks at Nina, like (laughs) I should want that for you too. I think that's what kind of helped him, you know, moving ahead, you know, kind of like letting go of that with Josh, you know, like he Mm -hmm. just should just let his mom be happy. So I loved all of that. And they had their final hug. It just, it just got me. I cried the whole time. So I'm going to cry again thinking about it. I think I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was moving. I liked that they had that last, last final one. And um, it was great. Because for me, the show was really just about family. I loved uh, all of them together. Even even though we didn't get a lot of Rendell and mostly in flashbacks and um, their uh, bond as a family and how they really relied on each other and how they were strong as a family. I thought was, I was sold day one, you know, mm-hmm. with them. And so that's always been a, a, you know, as much as I've grumped about the show and how it's been a little bumpy and inconsistent and things like that, that was always something that I could hold on to is that this family and their dynamic and then seeing them with Rendell just icing on the cake for me. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, the problems with the show, a lot of it can be boiled down to the writing. And, uh, but I think it's more about plotting. And I think these writers actually are really talented. I think the actors are incredible and they have such great chemistry. But I do think that writers are talented in just sh- deciding what to focus on and the kinds of um, situations to put forth and stuff where it's about family, you know? So I want to give the writers uh, kudos for, for that. I, 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 it would be easy to say it's just the acting that does that, but I think it's both, you know, I think Mm -hmm. the show has done a really good job at um, the emotional stuff for the most part. And that's what really uh, still gives it a special place with me. You know, it, it got to me. Um, and I think that's a, a big part of it for me too. It's also the imaginativeness with the keys. That's a big part of it too. But yeah, I think even more so like you, it's the family stuff. Yeah. That's it's cause it's what, what, what I'll remember about the series was how it made me feel and mm-hmm. ending on this note and how it made me feel will help me uh, wrap it with a, a positive feeling, even though it hasn't yeah. always been positive. So I, I, I'm happy for that. I'm still, I think I'm still going to remember it as, um, yeah, it kind of went downhill in the third season. So it was probably good that they wrapped it up, but it, it was, it was good, <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> like that. Sure. <laughs> like, I think, I really think it was a mistake to, wrap up the Dodge story after season two and bring in Gideon who's Dodge is tricky. And that was so much fun. And Gideon's this blunt force kind of thing that just for me ended up being so boring compared to Dodge or even just in and of himself for the most part, a couple moments here and there were cool, but for the most part, eh. so I think if they had kept Dodge around, like, like in the comic that um, it would have been 
a lot better for the whole series. But um, anyway, I, I yeah, I, I didn't mean to go back to, to a, a nitpick. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I agree with everything you just said. Take. All right. Well, I had Rendell as a point, <clears throat> but uh, I don't have a whole lot left, so I will add those. What I did have left to kind of extra notes, and I'll take a different point. Uh, <laughs> um, which is wrapping it up. Um, just talk about kind of where we left a lot of things and a lot of characters, and and the way they did that. So kind of after Gideon is done with, after they've gotten rid of the keys, and it's kind of the ultimate epilogue, um, where we really see. You know, it's the last however many, just few minutes of the episode. Um, <clears throat> so we get another splattering movie premiere with a Q&A with the Savinis afterwards. Uh, which, you know, through that Q&A, we learn a couple things. You know, the gang's kind of splitting up with college on the horizon. And, you know, let's be honest, most, all of them but Kenzie are going to be forgetting magic very soon. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, leave the magic where it was. Um <clears throat> We find out that Kenzie had a special thanks for Sam Lesser in the credits of the movie, which one fan kind of awkwardly points out and asks about. Uh, Didn't you kill your dad? <laughs> which I did enjoy Kenzie's response. It's something uh, I would have asked, probably. <laughs> right. I, I, I liked her response, which is, you know, Sam was a troubled kid, but if a killer lobster is capable of redemption, then so is Sam Lesser. Which means a lot to, like, her family because they know what's going on. But I could imagine just being an audience member being like, what <laughs> like yeah. that, how did sam lesser he died after trying to murder you again where's the redemption in that you know they don't know what happened and you can't really explain that mm-hmm. so yeah uh, that's gonna just leave people feeling like i don't think i really know what happened because it doesn't make any sense what she just said so maybe she's a killer or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and, and then that last question of course is scott showing up which i thought was perfection it was really yeah. fun uh, oh, always yeah. good to see him mm-hmm. looking sharp too that yeah beard little beard going on again uh which you know what did i say kenzie or scott are gonna end up together it looks like she's even possibly gonna be taking off for england i love mm-hmm. that um, good very good yeah enjoyed that very much <clears throat> even though he wasn't in the se- season doesn't matter right Still good to <laughs> i'm see happy him. just to, to, yeah. to have him come back and and finish that wow. up tears yep. so many tears <laughs> i was so thrilled in that moment mm-hmm. but she was kind of nervous like yeah i might go back is that okay with you and he's like fuck yeah basically <laughs> that was that's a good really, idea really there's sweet. good there's yeah. great and then there's a whole other level of excellent and that's, and that's where, where we at. are yeah. <laughs> yeah i love that uh he's got away he, with words he does we you mentioned bodhi offering to help josh with the the car hunt which i thought was adorable and mm-hmm. yeah a really big step forward for that relationship um, Mitch and Ellie going back to work as the track coach at the school met with a really warm welcome. I thought that was sweet for her that the kids were happy to have her back. Also, see when uh, she is walking towards the track field, uh, the Gordy Shaw Theater, which I think was was sweet. Mm-hmm. They had renamed the the new theater after Gordy. Nice yeah, touch. it looks more like what was in his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tyler. It's a short and sweet one, but yeah, he's headed back to Montana for work and for Carly. Honestly, mostly for Carly. Uh, <laughs> they're taking a little road trip, hitting up Nashville and Colorado, maybe California. Just looks like he's finally able to to move on past a lot of things and look towards a relationship with her, which is nice. Uh, yeah, and then the Norman Bates line, I thought, was 
it's it very it was very cheesy but also kind of cute and I, I i did appreciate it because it's a callback to the beginning of the series as well where they, you know i think in season one he's made some kind of comment about it looking very norman bates oh, so I remember that so it's kind of full circle on that where she's like even mm-hmm. if it is a norman bates he goes turns out it was a lot norman bates <laughs> <laughs> so like that of course yeah, you have that boat he's like well, who's norman bates the da, 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 after that, you know <laughs> like exactly uh, <laughs> oh, Bodie. Oh, Bodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then like, i'm serious the who's norman bates and you yeah, tell me guys track going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah the whispers like are they gone is there a little tease does it matter it's a fun little ending shot with you know shutting the doors kind of closing closing the doors on the series yeah so I forget creatively. they like they were packing up Tyler's car, but then he went to the house. So was he? Yeah, just... she's she he said was... that they were packing all of his stuff up the night before. Okay, because and then he said something about it's just like that way I can just take off and leave. It's like oh, well, okay. and he was like, I know how you are when you get up before eight a.m. So I'm just leaving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm glad I, that was great. I like that they had. I mean, I'm presuming Kinsey's going to go to England, even though they didn't. She didn't say she got in for sure we'll just Mm -hmm. say she got in and tyler's going back to montana so that was nice to have them all sort of have their path set even though it's apart because they're a family they grow up they have to go but Mm -hmm. then just having the ending shot being them going into the house together that was a good way to end it i thought yeah agreed okay jason i'll talk a little bit about getting rid of the keys where they um, throw Gideon in demon world with the alpha key and see the portal closed a little. And then who, which one had the head key? Was it Tyler? Tyler had it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Throws it in and Bodhi's like, that's the head key. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Bodhi's basically Gollum at Mount Doom right now. <laughs> I mean, he could have I, chose a less important key. Like, throw the plant key in. Who cares about that one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he, I, yeah, yeah, that's I true. Tested, I would have tested right. it with, a, yeah, a lesser favored. <laughs> right, the mirror key, key. or something. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a good point. But, I mean, Bodhi doesn't want any of the, He's He's yeah. like, wait, guys, no, no. And uh, I'm gonna I like take that. credit for that. I said that last week when we were kind of guessing on how it's yeah. gonna end. And I said they're gonna decide to get rid of the keys, but Bodie's gonna be the holdout. <laughs> yeah, you're that's <laughs> true. I mean, he's the youngest, it makes sense. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. they're like drugs. I mean, I, I can understand the impulse not to want. In fact, right. I'm I, mean, I don't blame him. They would be a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of those would be nice to have, <laughs> and 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 they're cool. And you know, I even I'm like. Well, they've only caused trouble because demons coming through this portal. So we just need to figure out how to close the portal forever. If we give up the keys, how do we know the sea cave portal won't open again? And then we'll all be defenseless. Like I, I, I find myself coming up with reasons mm-hmm. not to do it. Um, and I don't know if I was in their position, could I or would I do it? But I do think it was the right thing to do. Uh, they, they listed off people who've died and Nina says they make people do terrible things. They corrupt, which is another, you know, thing that made me think of the ring Lord of the Rings. (laughs) They cause harm and pain. Um, I, you know, we kind of suspected they might get rid of the keys. I was thinking, put, will they put them in the Harlequin chest and throw it in the ocean? But I like this better that they threw them into demon world, which also just happens to close the portal. Cause it's like a nice tidy solution for the whole thing. Except I do think, okay, 
I mean, what what happened to the sea cave portal? That like, did the sea cave kind of collapse onto it? Yeah, the it At the they end had of, like the cave in. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's inaccessible. And I wonder if when this portal closed because they threw the keys in, did it? Even though you can't get to it because of the rock or cave in or whatever, did it close too? Because I yeah. guess it was only open because the keys because existed. I mean, all the problems that have happened have been because of that sea cave portal. And I would be a little concerned that maybe it's still there under all that rock and demons can still get out or something, you know? Um, So I kind of, I mean, I do like that the way they got rid of the keys was to throw them in demon world and close the portal, but I kind of wish that there had only been one portal and it wasn't the sea cave and the plot could have somehow brought them back there and they threw the keys through that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that, one portal closed then it would really feel like an ending to me it would have been a nice for full circle moment because yeah. it started there so it'd be yeah. nice if it could have yeah. ended there but yeah but, yeah under the hypothetical i guess if it did open back up they all have the, they've used the memory key they know what to do if whispering iron is coming back out they can yeah. always make more make keys key. if they yeah. have to do <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good point i mean that makes me it, i think it's kind of interesting this whole series was them using keys that their ancestors made except for the alpha key that was the only one they made and uh i think if it had gone on more seasons then maybe we would have seen them make more keys i would have tried i would have made some keys if i was Mm -hmm. them you know if i could do it yeah the only two new keys was the demon key that gabe made and the alpha key yeah and that the one that oh yeah that's right well duncan made the demon key yeah gabe forced him to right he made a key that what did it do it failed somehow i think he yeah it was supposed to be a demon key again, yeah, but it just but kind it of just turned the person to mush immediately yeah. yeah yeah so but yeah the only keys that the locks made were the demon key and the alpha key i forgot about the demon key um the final key tossing scene i loved it was in mm-hmm. slow motion uh, first, you see them use the memory keys on each other or key, which I'm glad I think is smart. Yeah, just in case something happens. Yeah, um, but when they're dropping all the keys in with clips of scenes from where each one was used, mm-hmm. like the any, anywhere key with a much smaller Bodie at the ice cream place where little Scott Bodie. used to work. It was so crazy to see that, and I was like. <laughs> Little baby Jackson, like I was like I tiny little. I was like, <laughs> he was so little. You forget how much he's grown on this yeah. show. Like, man. No, he was so little. <laughs> yeah, he was so pop. good too. That kid is really he's good. Talented. Perfect role for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a song playing. You know, wherever I go, I'll find my way home. And that's uh, it was a good one. Like. There was a song last season called Spirit in Decline that when um, Josh and Nina are kind of being romantic, that really touched me. And I still listen to it pretty often. And this one, not quite as much, but I mean, this show picks good songs, you know, like that's all part of how it can grab you emotionally Mm -hmm. is these scenes with the songs too. It's like, Oh, they really get you. (laughs) I've got one from season one. one. That's on my playlist regularly still. What is it? Uh, Let me see if I can find it. If you are listening to me, check out spirit and decline. I I'm in love with that song. No? Should we, continue should on going? and okay. i will i will let you know about it yeah so um 
Anyway, I like those lyrics, wherever I go, I'll find my way home. I think that was a theme they were kind of pushing, you know, with um, Rufus saying they decided that home was where they were or whatever. And um, it's true. They're playing it when they're hugging with um, their dad, but also when they're throwing the keys in and the keys are finding their way home too. I don't know if that was intentional, but Mm. that That was, I think, part of it. And then the Omega key is the last key tossed in, which is fitting because that's the last letter of the Greek alphabet. So anyway, I I thought that whole development of them throwing the keys in and the way it was presented on the in the episode was really powerful and and that was one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. Yes, and I found it because I have a l- yeah. long playlist. Yeah, "Song for Zula" by Phosphorescent was in the first. It was the scene where uh, Nina is like really coming to grips with her re reemerging alcoholism and, and mm. dealing with that. And kind of that episode ends with that song as she's like lo- remembering the have a nice effing day cup or whatever, mm. <laughs> you know, be, you right. know, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. That one is still cool. on playlist that I go with. Yeah. Check That's it out. Nice. They, uh, they've had some really good songs in the mm-hmm. series. Um, and music definitely has a way of touching you where maybe there's, other things that don't quite do it for you music mm-hmm. can do so yeah for sure always makes a big impact for me and pick when we're podcasting on something and mm-hmm. the songs used that was nice <laughs> i told you i had some nice things to say <laughs> i i like it nice things doesn't have to all be nice but mm-hmm. appreciate that i mean it was it was it was it really got me there were there's more too but it's not my turn anymore Oh, good. Well, you, you've got another turn, so that's okay. We got time for that. Uh, well, my last point was the farewell, um, and Peg, you covered it really nicely as far as the the sequence of events and what we got to see. This, um, I think you guys said it quite nicely, like an epilogue um, portion of the episode that I really appreciated everything that y'all said. I totally agreed with. I really did just love it. It was such a nice surprise to see Scott there in the theater. That got me so hard. I was like, I just want to stop crying right now. Um, (laughs) That really brought it back. I love Scott and Kinsey together. I think they're just absolutely adorable. I think they've got great chemistry. And Mm -hmm. I'm thrilled to think that, you know, uh, Kinsey got accepted and is hanging out in in England with Scott. Mm -hmm. And they're having all kinds of adventures. So I really want that for them. They do have chemistry, and I mean, it seems totally clear to me that the two actors like each other. I would be shocked yeah. to find out, oh, they totally don't get along on set or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't want to know that if that's true. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't imagine that would be. But you'd be surprised. To, you'd be surprised yeah. at how, you know, when you you see actors and you're like, oh, wow, that, that they're so great. They could almost be like a real life couple. And then you hear like later, like, oh, my God, they hated each other on set. Yeah. They each other. Or they and then they end along. up going out anyway sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we're even I, marrying each other at once. It's yeah, for sure. I mean, it seems that from some of the behind the scenes uh, pictures that they share, you know, they're all, you know, having fun goofing mm-hmm. off behind the scenes and things. Power so I around. like to, I like to think that th- they all get along. So at least I'm going to pretend that they do. It they feels are. like a set that had good vibes, you know. Yeah, it just I think, really seems that way. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think there were probably some really good vibes uh, on mm-hmm. that set. So I love that for them to think that, you know, they're hanging out and, uh, you know, having their own adventures. And I just love them as a couple. Um, so that really got me. 
I really loved Josh's line when they're all eating uh, breakfast at the table because uh, Duncan is back. I always forget his fiance's Brian, name. I think. Brian, Brian, thank yeah. you. You know, they're they're telling their tale of their honeymoon adventures and they're like, so did we miss anything while we were gone? And everybody's all quiet. And Josh is like, well, I was assaulted at the meeting house. <laughs> Nobody's saying anything, so. <laughs> no, I'll let you know what happened. <laughs> I just... It was so random. Just, Welcome back to Matheson. Crime's terrible right now. <laughs> just made me laugh, um, which I was grateful for because I felt like I'd been crying so much. So I was grateful to have something <laughs> yeah. to, to you know, kind of go the other way. So I thought that was really funny. I love jo- Bodie opening up to Josh and, you know, being like, I'll go help you find a karma great negotiator. Uh, love seeing that uh, because Bodie had been a bit of a turd. Uh, about Josh and stuff, so I think he needed that. Talked about Ellie and, and Rufus. I, I I know that it was pretty cheesy what Rufus said, but I feel like that just kind of fit with Ellie and her story because she had been trying to leave Matheson um, all of the season, and you know I think she finally learned that and you know running from there isn't like their home. You know they they were already home; they didn't need to leave. So I know it was cheesy, but it worked for me. Um, and then I liked that it seemed to, um, you know, they got rid of all the magical keys and the only key that really mattered was the one to key house. Um, and that was their home. So I thought, I thought that was fitting. And I love that, that little ending where they all go mm-hmm. in and Nina shuts the doors. That was, I love meaningful. that. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good one. And it fits with, uh, Randall saying, I forget exactly what, but you know, this is way better than any of the magic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I've got that quoted because I was going to throw that in. So yeah, yeah. That so I'll throw in that quote because it's fitting right here. Yeah, because uh, Bodhi asked him, "But don't you miss the keys? Didn't yeah. they make you feel special?" And he says, "Yeah, yeah, they did. But I spent a long time trying to hold on to that, and it never compared to every day with you guys. This was the real magic. This is all I ever needed." Yeah. So yeah. it's it, that's fitting. That's that's really all <laughs> that they needed, and you know they they all used or the ones that needed it anyway, use the memory key. So they'll always remember that visit with Rendell. They'll remember what happened. They'll remember all the magic. They, they're, you know, they're not going to forget those things. Um, you know, Bodie and Kinsey. Did right. It. Yeah. They were the last two. You're right. And, um, and, you know, just knowing that, you know, Tyler wasn't just leaving and like, Oh, is he going to come back or not? Cause you know, that was questionable in the, in the beginning of the season. Like, Oh, he doesn't sound like he's ready to come back at all, but now he's ready to kind of let go, but also open to coming back. Like, Hey, I'm going to be back in the fall and you know, it's going to be your birthday and I'll be back. And Duncan, you know, gets to keep his room, you know, mm-hmm. and wants to come back and visit. So it's <laughs> like they're, even though they're, they're, they're growing and kind of going off and living life and doing their own adventures, that's still like their they're home still and they're all going to come back and, and be a family. So I, yeah. I love that. Like I said, I'm a big sucker for the family uh, in this story. So that, that got me. I love it. I thought it was a great way to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all I have. All right. Well, like I was saying, you know, my last point is just, again, with Rendell, I was just feeling like, I'll just throw in the... Uh, uh, extra little notes I had on that. Um, uh, Yeah, he seems to know exactly what's going on the second he sees the older versions of his kids to him. It's like, ah, like you can see it like working his head, like time shift key makes sense. Uh, Which then after that is like, he seems to have taken the news of his uh, near future death very well. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Which then 
kind of tease with this scene and all of this with Rindle is the show's version of something. Uh, and I will talk about that later. Um, <laughs> just uh, cool to see. And then I was wondering, because we've seen the time shift key when they use it, they just return to the same spot right there in key house every time in a different time period. And so even though it was not shown, I'm going to, again, gives them grace and decide because Bodhi does say, I have an idea. We have to use the keys one last time. I'm assuming they use the time shift key and then the anywhere key while they were back mm. in a different time to go to their old house. Mm. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> I like it. Uh, then, of course, yeah, he's like, it's was a way I... to visit any time and anywhere. Right. Uh, was I in full tears and overcome with emotion with the reunion of Rendell? Maybe. <laughs> Slightly possible. Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> uh, them telling Rendell about all their adventures with the keys. You, know, you mentioned the Coachella thing or even, you know, you kind of it picks up with Tyler being like, you should have seen us trying to get all those uh, spider webs out of the house before <laughs> mom got home. You know, like these just uh, was a fun little thing. Uh, talked about that big quote from Rendell, which I think is beautiful because it is what the family needed to hear at that time said the, mm-hmm. the real magic is the strength of their bond as a family and their love. And it's kind of cheesy, but in the absolute best way. Yeah. Like uh, if you can pull off a line like that, that right. sounds like if you read it on the page, Oh, that's way too cheesy. But if you can pull it off, it's great. And they right. did. I think they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I already thought I hated the sound of an alarm going off on the phone, but this is a whole new level taking them away from Rendell oh. forever. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. Sad with them all hugging him. And then like, it's snapping back to there and they're just standing there in a huddle in the foyer of the house. I'm like, Oh man. Uh, and then, yeah, then that last line that I really liked, uh, which I don't know, maybe that was a nitpick for you, but I really liked it. Uh, yeah. Where, where Nina says, you won't remember this. And he goes, no, but you will. And that's all that matters. That one no, got I, me. That was fine. Okay. I liked yeah. it. That. They, they, that one got me pretty hard. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hit yeah. me right there in the feels. Yeah. I, I, I was ugly crying the entire time. Even on, mm-hmm. probably more so on the second watch, even still. I was like, you already know what happens. You already know what they're saying. But still, mm-hmm. it yeah. impacted like, me the same. So, Yeah. Like uh, you guys said on the latest Cobra Kai cast, uh, you, there was a m- moment when you guys mentioned it. It's the same thing. It was like. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like the emotions are harder on the second watch when you already know what's going to happen. Uh, for some reason, it just like impacts you more because I guess you're just like, oh, God, here we go again. I remember what this did to me last time. Let's do it again. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bizarre. Yeah. It's another show that's been getting me. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, when, I, when something moves me, that's when I like it the most that's why i'm willing to forgive a lot with this series because right i can feel it's so a, moved by it i i it was teary-eyed enough of this ep- in this episode to be like i forgive everything okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you are this forgiven. is the best show ever yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't forget we just forget yeah you need to go like if yeah. we had the time shift key you could go back to our two podcasts ago and talk to yourself just wait for the finale you'll make it worth it it's worth watching yes <laughs> stick it out man <laughs> that's great anything else you want to say about that that's it yeah all just right a couple little things to touch on on there yeah wrap i it up. love it <laughs> love it it's a good way uh good good place to wrap it there jason Okay, my last one is visiting Rendell and other fields. 
And um, I mean, a lot of it's been covered. I, I like that a big part of Bodhi's story this season has been missing his dad and trying to see him again and failing and resenting Josh because it seemed like everyone wanted him to take his Bodhi's dad's place. So getting to see Randall one more time it is perfect. It gets him that closure and then he can start opening up to Josh. And when they were, the family was talking about getting rid of the keys and Bodhi was not on board. I loved when, um, when he seems really downhearted and says, so I'm outvoted then. And Tyler says, I was hoping this could be a unanimous thing. That was so nice of Tyler just to, cause Bodhi's just a little kid and sometimes it's easy to go, I'm sorry, buddy, but this is it. It's how it's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I am towards my kids a lot, but this reminds me not to do that. You know, it's nice to tune in every once in a while and realize it's a human being there and, yeah. uh, and try to figure out what's going on. And then Kinsey said, Bodie, what is it you want from the keys? Which is also super, super nice uh, and a great thing to do. And then they figured out, well, he says just one more thing. And I wondered if he was going to use the echo key to bring Rendell back. And, um, other than the well house had been destroyed. So, mm. Oh, it yeah. had, huh? You can't do that. Is gone. Yeah. Cause I always thought, wouldn't they be tempted to do that? You know? Right. And maybe they don't want to, cause they just don't really understand the nature of an echo and it might be more lead to some horrible things or something, but that's what Ellie did. And, and, and re- the difference between what Ellie did and bringing Rendell back with the echo key is Ellie brought back a guy who was possessed, but Rendell mm-hmm. was not possessed when he died. So it might've worked out better. But anyway, they used the time shift key and, um, the whole sequence, like when, well, first they see their younger selves and, uh, there was no Bodhi, right? Was it before Bodhi was born or did I miss it? And he, the, was, no, he was, he was there. He was it was there. just, it was just was kind there. of a oh, quick okay. run because I'm sure I was like, I don't think they, it was probably current actor. So it was like a very quick, like little cut of like, okay, Oh, there's okay. Bodie because they yeah. probably didn't want to focus <laughs> on him. Cause <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. going to be a lot bigger he's than he should be right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't even know I should have paused it. But, um, so then when they come in and Nina just says Rendell and he turns and he has to take a second to process and then Bodhi runs up and hugs him and it's like, Oh my God. And then they all hug him and there's this great moment on the porch that we, you guys already talked about, but I love when Rendell says he's so proud, so proud of you guys. That gets me. I mean, uh, that's what they needed to hear and he needed to say, and, and, uh, yeah, the whole line about him, the keys don't compare to you. And then, uh, when Bodhi's alarm goes off, yeah, Kinsey just starts hugging Rendell's arm and then they're all hugging. And then that song plays wherever I go, I'll find my way home. And, uh, so yeah, that, that was all just so special. Other moments that got me, um, Bodhi asks if he can come look at the new cars with Josh. Uh, the whole thing with Scott at the end and him saying he hasn't met, anyone like well at first it was any of their friends but he goes i haven't met anyone like you and she says like i missed you so that was really nice and he's like yeah it's hard it hurts huh what did you say like pretending it doesn't hurt it's hard (laughs) and then um nina tells duncan the upstairs room is is his always and he's like oh no i'm sure josh will want to make a man kit no she's no no that's yours He's like, okay. 
<laughs> and then they walk back arm in arm or, you know, with their arm around each other. That was really good. And then, um, yeah, just seeing them all together on the steps of, of key house at the end and Nina shuts the doors and that's it. Bye lock family. We love you. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. So no more demons, no more. Yeah. Stay away from those demons. Yeah. It's just, it, the, the actors are so great. I just feel for them. I think because I'm a parent, it probably adds to it, but, um, yeah, good, good show. Good job guys. They did so good. Proud of those kids. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. The, Kids did a great job. That I think, like I was saying, I feel like they all had really great chemistry together, and mm-hmm. I could totally buy those three kids as like real siblings. Like yeah, they they quibbled like siblings. And they got <laughs> they cared for each other. Like siblings looked out for got each annoyed other. With each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I totally. love that they did a great job. I and they're also, um, I guess, well, especially Tyler he just feels like his emotions are right under the surface in a way that's really appealing for some reason. It just makes you want to like wish the best for him. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah. Even when he's being an ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just even as actors, I do hope to see more of them in the future. I mean, we Mm -hmm. have Jackson Robert Scott from other stuff and, seen him in a few things i'd like to you know, do amelia is already on a huge i mean upwards trajectory i mean she was in starring a, was in a movie needed. that won best picture she's doing yeah. good but like connor jessup i've never seen other outside outside of this show he's a newcomer to me so i hope to see more of him me too I, he's fantastic i hope he gets some great roles because he mm-hmm. i think he would do really well mm-hmm. or even uh patrice jones talk about scott i mean this yeah. is the only time I've seen him too. I'd like to see more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all good. I like, I really like Darby Stanchfield, um, who played Nina and the guy who played Josh. It's good. They're all good. Yeah. I can't, I can't really criticize any of the acting, uh, from, mm-hmm. from the series. I think they were all really great actors. And, uh, what was her name? Layla. I can never pronounce her last name. Uh, right. Played Dodge. <laughs> She yeah. was fantastic. De Oliveira or whatever. Yeah, yeah she was wonderful. So, Eden, gosh, she mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah, that's right. I, I, like, she was just the you know a lot of great things out of the series, but man, she was a shining star for me in season two. I just absolutely loved watching yeah, me her too. Uh, mm-hmm. being yeah. possessed. Eden, it was. It it's was another great. thing that was missing. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many things missing this season that were great before. Dodge, Eden, um, Scott. Yeah. They, they wrapped it up there in the end. There was Mm -hmm. definitely some missteps that we covered a lot of in, in the season, but at least, at least they came through in the end. If, 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 if it hadn't been, at least for me, um, satisfying and seeing it kind of wrapped up and everyone kind of growing and moving on and, you know, kind of happy, uh, then I, I just, gosh, that would have been such a freaking Yeah, what a bummer. But <laughs> as we podcasted about the series and we started getting a little more or maybe a lot more nitpicky than we usually are, I can tell by the feedback that that was the right thing to do because people can smell bullshit. And if we're pretending that we think it's all hunky-dory, even when it's not, I mean, 
the people watching want to feel like they're connecting about it and not just like, Oh, whatever you guys are idiots. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think anyway. (laughs) Bunch of yes, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not here. (laughs) Um, Giving a lot of love because it's over, but I mean, in my extra notes, I I still have a few things. I was like, "Ah." (laughs) I mean, that's fair. I mean, I, I, I of course always want, you know, as, as much as I'm trying to ride this high of being on this positive note, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in just in the general thoughts of like, because it is this, uh, series finale that this is it. Um, trying to think of like the series as a whole, not just the season, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of in that mindset of of the joy that the whole series has brought me. We've had a lot of joy, a lot of great times with the series and, you know, talking about it. And of course, big positive was getting to podcast with you guys about it. So I'm kind of just on that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not thinking too much of just oh, yeah. season three, but I'm like, okay, here we are at the end. Series as a whole package. I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy mm-hmm. um, that you know we covered it, and that's the kind of high that I'm on. Not just the season that was kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, but but the episode that we're covering was pretty good, pretty yes. great in a lot of ways too. So yeah, hundred percent. And that's why I'm <laughs> glad that I got to have something positive to talk about because I was like, please, mm-hmm. I don't want to go into this one like just picking it apart and hating it. And yeah, upset. and that's it. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, that's it. So totally. I hope I'm not doing that with Walking Dead in a few <laughs> couple months eight. here. Yeah. With 85 people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, well, I guess that brings us to notes, unless you had anything else to say about your final point, Jason. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the only other point that I had was Sam. Sorry, not point. It's a note, really. Um, Mm -hmm. Sorry, we're going into notes. Uh, You know, seeing the uh, last bit there with Sam, I still, I guess, not sure or fully understand, but I guess, like Tyler said, I guess that means he died because he was left there in Gordy's head to see how he had kind of changed from, um, oh, shoot, the person he was. Colton. Is that right? Bolton. Bolton. Thanks. Bad with names today. I'm sleep deprived, so my mind is gone. Um, But to see him, how he had transformed into himself, and it looked like he had a peaceful look on his face, like he was at peace. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of happy for him. I think that he was able to kind of accomplish what he wanted to accomplish by helping the locks, and, you know, and he had, you know, he sacrificed for that and so i i think that was as bad as the happy of an ending that he was going to get i yeah get where the locks had their feelings about it you know that you know did they could they really forgive him you know and he did do a really bad thing and he has to own up to that and take responsibility but you know at least he's at peace i think so i thought that was a nice way to wrap up his storyline as well so um and i did have a question now that it's over and we've seen all the keys and we know we're not going to have any more what is your favorite key is it still what you said before when we talk about what key would we want if we could only have one or has it changed what's your favorite i wish i had that list 
I wonder if like favorite and which one I would want the most could be different answers. Like, Mm, I mean, sure. What would be, yeah, if you want to make it your, um, like a separate, what would be your favorite and which one, if you could only pick one key to possess, Mm -hmm. what would it be? Right. Because I think like overall, like favorite as far as like to watch and see how creative they can get with it is the head key because it plays so many different roles as far as learning things or getting to know somebody or finding out information or, you know, that they used it in so many creative ways, but then it's still, I think just going back to the beginning, boiling down to, if I can only pick one that I want, it's gotta be the anywhere key. Cause it has the most practical use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I might have the exact same answer as, as Paik there um the time shift key would be pretty awesome too but um i i don't know it would be hard for me to choose between the head key and the anywhere key because i'm really fascinated with the head key and all the implications and being able to know anything by just throwing a book in your head mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that'd be pretty freaking amazing but um i think I'm, i'd probably go with the anywhere key if i had to pick yeah. it would make travel a whole lot cheaper and easier that's kind of the, the deal, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You could make some money off that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was... Yeah. Just go to the airport. Hey, come over here. Yeah, give me half the price of whatever you paid for your <laughs> yeah. plane ticket, and I'll get you there in three seconds. Oh, my gosh. By then, but if yeah. I could, <laughs> like, go through the bathroom door of a bathroom at my gate, I would be the happiest person ever. I'm that person that like gets there early gets to my like finds my gate and make sure that it exists um Mm. and then because i'm there so early i've got to find something to kill time because i am the exact same way anytime i fly (laughs) is i get there so early and i go straight to the gate and then once i'm there's like all right it's here now i have two hours before i have to get on the plane what do i do now yeah gotta kill some time or find a you know place to have a drink or something and and so yeah that would definitely make my life a little Uh, bit happier i have such anxiety when traveling so but i guess i don't know it would you even need the airport? Would you even need that? No. Like to get to the you don't airport? Need to just, go to the airport. <laughs> you don't need to go to the airport. You don't need to go to the airport. Just go to your own bathroom. See, I'm just having yeah. anxiety about it, and I don't even need it because I'm, that's how much anxiety I have. You never have, have to go to an airport again. Yeah. Uh, but then i got to carry my luggage. Um, but anyway, that's that's a good answer. <laughs> your luggage, just drag it behind you through the door into your <laughs> hotel room where you're going. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out the logistics. Got good it. answers. Good answers. Yeah, I was just curious now that we had a couple of, you know, new keys that were introduced this season. And now that we know we aren't going to be introduced to any more, curious um, if that had changed or remained. If I was more of an artist, I might consider the <laughs> the creation key. But no. Draw what about so you? Many. <laughs> <laughs> some gold, gold bars. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I think the same. I think I'm. I, I was always fascinated with the head key because I thought, wow, how cool would it be to actually like go inside your own head? I mean, probably a scary proposition from my perspective anyway, going inside my own head. Uh, so I love the idea of that. But I think if I had to only possess just one, it would probably be the anywhere key. Too too much appeal. I, there's mm-hmm. endless possibilities um, with that, me personally. So, yeah. That's it. That's all my notes. And last question. Um, Paik, do you have any notes? Uh, so you can just, why not round out with it? Opening uh, sequence animation. 
creation mm-hmm. key, obviously. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah um, Final opening sequence. Yeah. Uh, the Gordy stuff. Uh, I liked, as the paramedics are trying to revive Gordy, there's this voiceover of Gordy reciting lines from The Tempest that start in the young Gordy's voice and then like smoothly transition into adult Gordy's voice, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really cool touch. Yeah. Um, nice. And the, I like the effect of how his head space door kept flickering in mm-hmm. and out of existence in time with his heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so really sad. cool. Are you seeing R. this? R.I.P. Gordy. Yeah. Uh, then <laughs> one uh, nitpick uh, as while the Gordy's head is kind of flashing and they're still trying to find a way to get out of there. It looks real goofy with them. They're like, we have to get out. We have to find a way. How do we go? Keep running. It's like, well, if you'd stop running literally in a small little circle, like (laughs) try any other direction. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of weird looking. Uh, And then, yeah, when they do get out, since we know how the head key works, Ellie pulls the head key out of Gordy's neck. And he's like, again, like I said last week, clearly we know because how it works. The Gordy that was in the ambulance disappeared. Yeah, those, those poor paramedics. Uh, yeah, what happened? We, <laughs> we lost, lost him. him. You, you mean, oh no, well, you that's mean okay. He flatlined no, a few no. minutes ago. No, we literally lost him. I don't know. Where. <laughs> no, like, we looked on the road. I didn't see him out there. What in the world? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ellie does call it the creation key officially in this episode. Yeah, I, I've I found that on the internet, and I'm like, did we hear that? And then it turns out, no. You hear it here. Uh. Hmm. Let's see anything else that we haven't already said. I don't think so. Yeah, I like that they use the memory keys, uh, the memory key, Kinsey and Bodie, before tossing all the keys. So they can always you know, share the memories and lessons that they learned uh, as a family. Mm-hmm. And then you, you mentioned all the the keys going in, like the little flashbacks with demon key showing uh, Gabe and Eden after it was, you know, having it made uh, the memory key. They show it use, uh, using it on Duncan anywhere key, Bodie going to the ice cream shop, the plant key when they're bringing up Duncan's memory jars from the roots, which is mm-hmm. actually a pretty screwed up situation still, but it's a beautiful visual. Uh, <laughs> the visual was gorgeous, but yeah, kind of disturbing yeah. the thought behind it. There, and, Yeah. There were a few disturbing. Yeah. And because lastly scenes. is the Omega key where they're like fighting to, close the black door and we know that that is just at the moment where Eden had been infected so it's kind of like oh. uh, but yeah I think that's all the extra notes I got great Jason any notes nope no you got them did it all <laughs> well huh, that's a wrap I guess on our last points and notes for lock and key all right so moving on to news so i of course as usual avoid news about a show that we're covering on netflix just because i don't want to get spoiled but now that we're at the end um i was sent an article thanks jason (laughs) (laughs) that had a really great interview with Carlton Cuse and Meredith Averill um, that I thought was really nice. I won't go through all of them just, you know, for time, but there were a couple of things that I pulled that I thought were pretty interesting. Feel free to, if you want to hear more, you can go read it. It's from decider.com. 
so a couple things. First, they start with um, big question first. When did you know the series was coming to an end? And what were those discussions like? Uh, so Carlton Q says, we started talking with Netflix about renewing the show after the end of season one, which was very successful for them. So they were very interested in making two seasons back to back of the show. And then we really started having hard and honest discussions about what's the length of the show? What's ideal for telling the story? Out of those conversations, we came collectively to a decision with Netflix that three seasons of 28 episodes made sense. We live in an era where there's a lot of shows, and it's hard to have an audience invest in something that's really long. We don't want to just have the decision driven by, well, let's just make uh, more episodes, which you don't have to do in the streaming world. For Meredith and I, we were just like, this feels like we can tell our story in this without a lot of filler and get through what we want to do. And that was how the decision was made. So that kind of answers a little bit for us um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as far as like what we had been wondering with some of the circumstances um, surrounding the show um, not being renewed. Uh, there was another um, question. They said, so just to get the timing correct on it, this decision was made before you even went into season two. So you had that plan there or did it come midway in the process? Meredith Avril says, it came midway in the process. We were actually in the middle of our season two writer's room when we got the official pickup for production on season two. And when they let us know that they intended to shoot season three back to back. um, So it was actually a really unique situation where we had not even rolled camera on season two yet. And yet we had broken all of season three. So we had to work ahead in that way, which is pretty unique. I can't think of another show that would have ever had to do that. But it was a benefit because it allowed us to go back and plant some seeds in season two, stuff that would pay off in season three. Gordy Shaw being one of them, as uh, starting to establish some of the things that we knew we wanted to pay off in season three. I I don't even remember Gordy in season two. Uh, the only I remember of him in season two is I mean he's the one that put Nina up to the job of redoing the theater, but that was pretty much oh he did him. okay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I think she was refurbishing it or whatever. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I remember her doing that. I just didn't have any recollection that this, I thought his first appearance was this season. <laughs> they tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so another question. They said, when did you hit on the idea to get rid of the keys at the end, literally throwing them back into the demon portal? Or was that part of the idea from the very beginning of the show? Meredith Avril said, it evolved, that idea. That idea came out of early discussions in the season three writer's room and the thematic that we would discover that the keys are not all good, which comes out in season three. This idea that they're actually made of the stuff of demons. And even though the locks may have claimed them for themselves, they don't actually belong to them. So they brought a lot of good into their lives, but they also brought a lot of bad. So we just thought this was a beautiful way to tell the story of them having to let go and move on from it. And we thought this was a great pitch to have them uh, to get rid of the keys. As Rendell says in that scene, uh, that the real magic was never the keys, the real magic was the family. As Carlton was alluding to before this coming right back around to them being able to hold their grief in a different way, which I think is really what the show is about. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I've got. Nice. I thought thought that was nice. Um, so that kind of answers some questions for us because I know there were, I feel like for me anyway, some confusion in 
when did they find out that the show was going to end? Was it in time for them to kind of wrap this up? Because I know we were, I know, going mm-hmm. into this kind of worried, like, oh, crap, did, did they know? Is it going to be, are they going to be able to wrap it up in a satisfactory way? Um, so that's nice. All right. Well, that leads us into listener feedback for the last time uh, on Locking Key. Um, Alma Contreras says, Well, I thought this final season was very rushed and felt disjointed. I binged watched the whole thing in one afternoon, <laughs> so I plan on rewatching episode by episode along with the cast. Maybe I might like it better at a slower pace and with y'all's insights. Ugh, but in general, I do not care for the season, which is sad because I really had enjoyed the first two seasons. Yeah, I don't know how much we're going to help with that. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. Once we kind of get to that like middle point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly Burgess says, I agree that it was rushed a bit, but overall I enjoyed the season. I think I liked it better than season two even, although it took until the end of episode four for me to really get into it. Then I ended up binging the rest in afternoon. <laughs> it seems to be a theme here. Uh, <clears throat> says, I had a lot of complaints about it, but by the, uh, by the end, I feel like I was okay with how they wrapped it up. I even found myself getting a little emotional at the end of the movie showing. I'm very curious to hear what you all thought about the season and the series overall now that it's finished. Yeah, I think we've pretty much covered that, right? But series overall. Um, glad it happened. I'm glad it happens. I w- I'm surprised at how, hap- how happy I'm with it, even though they made it much more family and heart centered than horror because the comic, well, the comic has both for sure, but Mm -hmm. they just really toned down the horror part of it. And that was one of the things I loved about the comic, but just appreciating the show for what it is. I thought it was really good. I'm a sucker for a good teen drama. So (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. All right. Lindsay Schlick says, so yeah, not sure what I think here. Honestly, felt a bit lackluster. Gideon kind of went out like a bitch, but oh well. <laughs> I think at this point, I'm just glad it's over. I did mostly enjoy the show, but this last season felt like they gave up. Some of the storytelling, ugh. This episode had a perfect example, the part where Josh is brilliant enough to find Tyler and Kinsey randomly in a city and plow Gideon over, only to just stand there like an idiot and basically give Gideon a car to catch up to them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with that. Uh, This whole season had a lot of these weak plot lines that annoyed me, and only the vibe and characters kept me going. I did like the final ending, where the family got to spend one last afternoon with their dad. I guess that's all any of us would want. One last afternoon with the loved ones who are gone. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. I would so love that. I was happy to finally see this family have something good. And it's nice to have a simple, quiet, happy ending. When so many shows these days try to go out with a bang. I also like the little montage of memories with all the keys. All in all, an enjoyable experience. Well, that note took a turn yeah. at the end. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, Lindsay, yeah, I kind of like I've, this season. It's like, um, Lindsay, thanks so much for all your messages. You're yeah. cracking me up and you're very, um, I, I liked your insights and a lot of times we both thought the same thing. So yep. that was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay never disappoints. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Brassfield says, Hi guys, it's my first time doing feedback on the show. Welcome. Hey. Um, 
I really did enjoy season one and season two of Lock and Key, but season three, like everyone else above, felt rushed. I feel like Gideon was not near the bad guy that Dodge was, and he just kind of a lackluster bad guy. <laughs> I feel like they left so many possibilities for another season or a couple of seasons, maybe if they can get Netflix to sign off or some other network to green light. I really do enjoy y'all's insights on the show and or on the shows, and I will always continue to listen to everything podcastica. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, man. I, I just get the feeling these writers are like, yeah, we're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think this that's kind of it. Does yeah. that mean that I mean there could be another reboot and a <laughs> restart of the series with a new cast and a whole new thing? however many years down the line maybe but that's kind of what they said in that article there was another part that you didn't read where they were like yeah "Yeah, you know if they ask us back sure or something like that i forget yeah because they're uh, i guess other collections the golden age collection Mm -hmm. um joe and gabriel are working on world war key there's a sandman crossover um, mm-hmm. So they ask if, you know, that's kind of it. And he's Carlton Q said, we certainly would be open to doing it. It ultimately co- comes down to a Netflix decision um, and kind of see where they are in the world of terms of the programming and stuff. So they said they were not locking any doors. <laughs> uh, that would be really cool if, if, if Sandman continues to do really well and gets renewed and goes on. That could be a fun special episode of Sandman is like a crossover and bring this mm-hmm. cast back and do something. Yeah. So... It sounds like they're open to it if they ever decided to do something, but as of right now, we don't know anything. There's nothing. But if if they I, do, we'll definitely announce it and, you know. Yeah, we'll probably cover it. But I predict they won't. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just think they're done with it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, never say never, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but I just oh, have yeah, a feeling. I, I don't know either. <laughs> but again, if, if we do hear of anything, we'll definitely pass it on. Okay, so we did get some voice messages uh, this week for our final uh, episode ever. And first one we have is from our friend Jade. Aloha, Jason, Rima, and Paik. OMG, guys, I can't believe it's over. I was surprised that I felt so sad. Like when Gideon died and there was still like 20 minutes left, I, I looked at the at the how much time there was and I found myself just being like, no, give me more. <laughs> I was just, I don't know. I realized how very into these characters I was. And it's because of the, you know, the actors, the characters is really the thing about this show that keeps me coming back and that keeps me so engaged with it. And I really just felt for them. Oh God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss them guys. I'm, I'm gonna miss them. And, you know, there's no denying that the third season didn't quite measure up to the first two, but, you know, they brought it home in the end, for sure. I liked this finale a lot. I It was it was a little bit, you know, hallmarky at times, but I don't care. It was just what I wanted. <laughs> it was closure. It was perfect. And also, can I just say, this show is visually stunning. Like, both episodes seven and eight, especially, the stuff in Gordy's head like the in the music and the sound design in in episode seven, I was really blown away. But or in this one, like the things like the curtain, you know how the heartbeat and the curtain kept disappearing, the entrance curtain to Gordy's head, you know, the way that it was just like boom, boom, and it just kept like glitching in and out. Stuff like that is just so cool and creative that I love. This show does so well. 
I just, yeah, I thought it was a truly great finale. And there was so much packed into 40 minutes. It felt a lot longer than 40 minutes, but in a good way, you know? I don't know, it gave me a sense of like the first episode. When I saw Duncan come back and everyone just was reunited, it brought back those warm fuzzies of why I just loved the show to begin with. And everyone got their moment, the story, everyone got their little story wrapped up, you know, and I was surprised that they, you know, ended with no loose ends, but I kind of liked it. I, you know, being really complete feeling. And I legit cried through the second half. I mean, Bill Heck, he plays Rendell so well as a dad. And, you know, not to get too personal, but I, my dad passed away recently. And that scene, whoo, baby, I got all the feelings coming up for me. And yeah, Bill Heck is a great actor and he just played that part really well. So diving into specifics, Gordy and Sam died. I mean, kind of saw that coming a mile away. But my question is, why didn't Gordy's body disappear? Because they sent the copy body with the EMTs in the ambulance. And when he died, I don't... So so Gordy just has two corpses now? I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know how they're going to explain that. <laughs> uh, wow, Kinsey can draw a really fast motorcycle complete with helmet. <laughs> I guess all of her <laughs> bicycle drawing practice definitely paid off. Uh, not sure, though, about the Gideon driving logic. Like, he was able to get into the car and just immediately figure out how to back it up and drive. He figured that out quickly, but then he just, he got on that highway and he could not maintain a straight line to save his life. And it was cracking me up when he was, like, talking to the car right before he he flipped it. He was like, turn for me. It was like, it was like he was thinking it was, like, had human qualities, kind of like, or animal qualities, like a horse. It was funny. And now what was Gideon doing in between that car accident until nightfall, like getting to the key house? Was it a long walk or something? It it was like as soon as they were ready for him, they had their plan together to get him in the well house and they drew a bulldozer and then they were like, hey, Gideon. And he just walks over like, here I am, boy. I was like, well, that, that was perfect timing. <laughs> and Gideon's demon strength is puzzling to me. Because he just, uh, he annihilated that bulldozer, man. He was determined as hell. And it was crazy. And then at the end, it, all it took was a little shove from tiny Nina to like throw him into the portal. And <laughs> I was like, okay, that works. It was very convenient. That's all I'm saying. But it was good to get Gideon over and done with and then have the second half to really focus on our characters and say goodbye. Now, we did not see the Wheeler sisters come out of that damn mirror, and uh, I, I promised Jason, I said I would throw my computer if that didn't happen, so now I have a broken computer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I was really pissed. I was like, guys, come on, missed opportunities, man. Another missed opportunity. The fact that Gideon was related to Josh went nowhere. Eh, Josh was a little, eh, I thought he was... It was fine. I mean, I'm happy that he, he and Nina are together, but I was expecting him to be a little more part of the action on the on the ending here, and I'm kind of bummed about that. Now, I thought about this. I have kind of a theory as to why season three wasn't quite as good as season one and two, and I think it has to do with the fact that there's like a magical quality in this show that is special about it that's but it's hard to sustain. And 
Like, okay, when you have access to literally everything in the world, everything possible because of these keys, it's like you have too much freedom. You have too much muchness, you know? So there's always going to be a loophole or there's always going to be a way to poke holes in the story. And especially as it goes, it drags on and on. It just gets harder and harder to always like cover your ass. And also, you know, the writers got a little loophole happy and a little lazy, in my opinion. So that's partly to blame. But everything being so heightened and so extreme, you know, it's tough. It's tough to write. And it kind of like as an audience, it numbs you out almost because nothing means anything when these rules are in place that are trying so hard to sustain such high stakes circumstances. Like like the fact that Gideon just can't die. You know, echoes can't die. Point blank. It's a rule. And demons can't get hurt or, you know, whatever. They're, they have superhuman strength and their strength can do anything you need it to based on what the plot requires. So no matter what happens to Gideon, like stabbing him, shooting him, horrific car accident ending in an explosion, the guy can't die, you know, and, and we know this. So we're, we're enjoying watching the good guys just attempt to stop him episode after episode and we're having fun with the action but it diminishes it slightly the enjoyment because you know that there's another episode to go like there's more episodes coming so obviously you know the good guy's plan's not going to work the bad guy's going to win up until the last episode when the loopholes will finally favor the good guys for the first time (laughs) and you know yeah do i think the writers could come up with better plot devices and loopholes yes but also i think that With this set of circumstances, you know, they were kind of in between a rock and a hard place at a lot of points. So, yeah, that's my theory. I don't know if that makes sense. But um, anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. So I'm really happy that we got to do this together, guys. I'm so happy I found this show. It's because of this show, Lock and Key, led me to Strange Indeed and then to all the other Podcastica shows and hours of enjoyment. And I'm just so happy. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Lock and Key. Thank you, Jason, Rima, and Paik. This has been a delight. And I can't wait to tune into Midnight Club and watch along with you guys in about a week. So see you then. Bye. That was so lovely. Thank yeah. you, Jade. Insightful as always. But uh, she tagged on. Um, let me just jump in before we talk about her feedback. She uh, tagged on to her email after she had sent her voicemail and said, shit, something I forgot to say in my voicemail. <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she says, I was surprised that the locks wanted to close the portal door so badly because there didn't seem to be any demon bullets shooting out of it. If this is a portal to the demon world, shouldn't that be the case? Why did they not add that detail to make it more urgent and necessary to close the portal for good? Thoughts? <sighs> I don't fucking know. It <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. I yeah. mean, but with the thing about the demons shooting through the portal is that means there's whispering iron everywhere. So that might add a little complication to it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired of thinking about this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, wow, uh, that ended. <laughs> it's- no, if you guys have any thoughts, I, I, I just think they didn't want to add the plot complication. That's why. But as far as in-story reasons, I think they probably just knew that it could happen. That's what I would say. Even if it wasn't happening, you don't want a portal to the demon world in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? for sure. You don't know what's going to come out of there. I wouldn't want it there. 
Or you just, that's, you know, that, that might be one the reason the just in and of itself <laughs> to throw all the keys in if you think that's the only way to close it. I mean, either that or you move, but I think your property values went way down. If, yeah. Like, look at the yeah. special thing we have. Listen, yeah, unless, yeah, like, <laughs> Maybe if you could it, just cover right. it and build another door or something. Yeah, but just put a big rug over you it. put a rug over it. Yeah, the, the, you, you get <laughs> up in the middle of the night rugged. to go to the bathroom, and you're like, yeah, and I slipped and fell into the demon dimension. Don't sleep well in that house. You said a lot of things, like, you said visuals. Yeah, I, I, I think the visuals have been great. Not only like the special effects, but the I like the color, the the setting. Key House is beautiful, and how it's got all this mm. dark wood. You know, it's I just really work. nice to yeah, look at. It's beautiful. And um, the uh, I think Gordy did disappear in the amulets. We just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah, don't think it showed it him there after. No, it didn't. Gordy yeah. died. Of course, like the first time that like they get the flat line before that last epi brings him back. Maybe he should have disappeared then. But that's true. Good point. <laughs> um, yeah, good point. I like uh, you said about your theory about how yeah, there's just basically so much power that things start to lose meaning, and I think that's especially true when you have a villain like this that's all about brute force, and so that's all he has is power. When, when it's more interesting when there's all this power, when there's also subterfuge and trickery and complicated motives and things like that. And you lost all that with Gideon. So that just added to the problem. Um, and then, yeah. Why, why did she draw the helmets? Like, wait, I got to draw these helmets. I'm sorry to hear about your father. That's really sad. Sorry, uh, and, um, I, d- I also want to mention that Jade, because I thought Jade's, uh, voicemails were really good into this podcast i asked her to join me on um walking dead cast last week we did fargo one of my favorite movies coen brothers so if you want to hear actually hear jade like doing a podcast go check out walking dead cast from last week did you know that pake i did not know jade was on that uh I yeah, am looking forward to listening to that episode but i did not know <coughs> was on there so that's such a great reason. movie yeah yeah it's my favorite Coen Brothers. Okay. Thanks again, Jade. That was really great as always. We appreciate um, your feedback on the series. We appreciate you listening. All right. We have another voice message from our friend Megan. Now she said this one's a little long, so let's see what, what her thoughts are. Hi, this is Megan Lehman with feedback on the final episode of Lock and Key. Can't believe it's over. I think they actually did a pretty good job wrapping it up overall. Um, Not sure how much notice they had. I think that's been talked about on the podcast. But it definitely seemed like they knew they were ending the series. I can't imagine that finale and then saying, oh, let's let's crack it back open and, uh, you know, do another season. So... Let's see, the good and the bad. Um, I was a little iffy on the last episode um, with, with so much focus on Gordy, but I think the creativity of that episode, it, it did redeem it. Um, but I was so glad that we were focused back on our main characters this episode and, and giving them all a nice resolution. The Gideon death was kind of rushed, I felt. I, I kept thinking, like, that's it. There's not, there's not more to that moment. You know, were the, the sisters going to come back? Was some, something going to fly out of the, the sinkhole? I, you know, mm-hmm. it just seemed a little too easy at the very end. I mean, obviously, they've been fighting with him for several episodes, and there was a lot that led up to that. But it seemed a little too easy at the end. I thought Kinsey was going to fall in the hole. Something else was going to happen. 
left. Would have been kind of cool if Kinsey fell in the hole and then she was wearing like the Hercules belt and like go go gadgeted, you know, something out to like grab on and pull Chinky. herself back up. I mean, I feel like there was more they could have done there. Um, and, and a criticism that I've had pretty much this whole seat, well, the whole series, but especially this season, is just not using keys um, as effectively or in combination, using them creatively. I know they didn't have most of the keys, um, but they were all on the floor two episodes ago. Why didn't they pick them all up? I think that's been discussed. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen a little more let's get four or five keys engaged at the same time and, and how they interact and, and, you know, really kind of like surprise Gideon. Uh, that whole aspect could have been better for me. Um, however, the, the key that they did introduce and what can I remember what it's called? The creative key, the creator key where they can draw anything. <laughs> cool. I so close. love that key. I'm, I feel robbed that we didn't get to see more of that key when when they did the character from the tempest like the little cartoon guy in the previous episode i was like i don't know if you're hearing that that's my gps screaming at me i'm recording while driving sorry <laughs> at any rate when they introduced that character from the tempest it was like oh man they blew their whole budget for cgi on this goofy little this goofy little guy in a flashback so i was glad we did get to see the use of that key a little bit in um, the final episode, a few a few different times. I wanted to see more of that, especially with Kinsey being an artist, as you've mentioned, and apparently Tyler somehow is suddenly an architect and can draw building plans, even though he was just like a day laborer in Montana. I don't know where he learned to do that. But it was still cool to see that. Um, and the biggest thing for me was... I absolutely thought they hit all the right emotional notes and wrapped things up with the family dynamics going back to see Rendell. That was pure perfection. And I wanted to note, I know we've, we've been down on Rendell a lot with um, seeing how he was kind of not quite a bully in the past in his high school career, but certainly the, the popular kid who didn't always, um, you know, play fair or didn't always treat everybody with the respect that they deserve. So uh, the fact that Rendell grew up to be a school counselor, uh, I think a lot of that was probably growth on his part and atonement and being becoming a more sensitive person. Um, so I, I think, you know, we can forgive Rendell for all of that because we knew he did go on to try to help troubled kids and things like that. Um, so going back to see him and the look of confusion on his face when his whole family walked out and he could I notice everybody's a little older, what's going on, something's different. I, I thought that was well played by all of the actors. The, the, my heart went out, especially to Bodie and Nina. I mean, all of them were having these incredibly you know, complex feelings, getting to spend a little more time with their deceased father. Uh, but the way they played it, just the look. I mean, I don't even think they kissed or embraced, but just the look and the handhold between Nina and Randall, oh, it, it absolutely killed me. So, um, overall, I was satisfied. I still think that Tyler's girlfriend in Montana is like a demon or something. She's just too weird. I don't get the <laughs> Nellie Olsen sausage curls. Whatever. Fine, Tyler. Go out and have fun with her, I guess. Um, but he will probably go on to be like an architect or something and um, probably start a whole new, you know, whole new career, I'm sure, in the future. And, and Kenzie's going to be an artist and they're going to have great lives. Bodie's going to have his best friend become his new sister, which is really cool. Um, Nina's, you know, finally like getting her on with Josh. It's, it's great. They all have the forward movement. And I think it was really necessary to 
have the um, the keys and the magic sadly go away because you know the good things came with a lot of bad and, and they just it was the responsible thing to do for the whole planet for all of humankind so I, I overall I thought they wrapped it up pretty well I love the show um, wish we had gotten more seasons of it but I'm glad I got to go along with it with you all three and uh, thank you for all the work you do to put in these podcasts and uh, on to the next show I guess bye <laughs> thank you megan hope you made it's it home good. safely yeah. or wherever you were headed <laughs> we could not hear the gps <laughs> nope, couldn't hear the gps <laughs> <laughs> <We> did not <laughs> um she also mentioned thought it was a bit too easy to defeat gideon and uh the go-go gadget i thought of the chain key when you said that but um one thing is he had been stuck with the alpha key so he could have been pretty diminished at that point that's how I would rationalize. Yeah, that. that's what I would think. Really it. It. <laughs> As I said earlier, he was he was in the middle of gooping out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say your, your awesome term there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I especially think it's such a great point you had about helping how Rendell grew up to help troubled kids. Mm-hmm. That builds more of a connect because they seem like two different characters, young and older, but that builds more of a connection with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. All right. Last voicemail for Lock and Key. It's our good friend, Steve. Hello, Strange Indeed. This is Steve, and this is going to be for Lock and Key. Farewell. I guess this is the last episode ever? Wow. Picking up right where we left off in the ambulance. Wow. Is it like Gordy's trying to trap uh, the bad guy in there? Didn't work very well. Does that mean the head key is in the garage? Didn't it, one of the bodies disappeared? I don't know why I'm asking questions anymore about what the keys do. <laughs> Josh in his car to the rescue. <laughs> we know that Tyler knew how to ride a motorcycle. I think we did. Or stop asking questions that the audience is asking, like, how does Gideon know how to drive? Ooh, but now he's getting a crash course in what happens when you don't brake. See what I did there? <laughs> I think cars explode like that in real life. Just use the creation key to draw a new Harlequin key. You can just not see them get away. I mean, he should have more intent on tearing down the well house. You use the creation key to draw a door on top of the particle chest. Whoa, Kenzie using the F word. Okay, so returning the keys to the demon dimension will close the portal. Getting choked up. They went back in time to see their dad. Oh. So if they throw away all the keys, and that includes the mirror key, does that release the sisters? Again, I don't know why I'm asking questions about the keys. Okay, this slow montage with the song and all is real touching. Why not just throw the chest in there? So the portal closed, but there's still 15 minutes left in the movie, in the show. Look at that. The British guy's back. What was his name? Scott? Oh, that's right. Josh would have forgotten all the stuff, right? And all he knows is he was assaulted and his car blew up. Wait, and this also means that when Bodhi turns 18, I realize it's a long time from now, he'll forget. Well, I don't know. It's kind of a disappointing ending, I guess, right? Because they never saw the sisters again. And okay, there's some whispering. So what that tells maybe they're going to do something more. I don't know. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about it later. <laughs> that was awesome. That's good. <laughs> Emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, Bodie won't forget. He's the memory key. Yep. Yeah, they're good. And uh, that is an interesting question. Once you have that creation key, can you just draw new keys? draw new magic keys <laughs> makes it a little easier maybe the world may never know <laughs> yeah just stop asking, how many licks it takes asking questions about oh. the keys 
Um, that was no more key questions after this. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it for the key questions <laughs> for today. Anyway, thanks everyone so much for your feedback uh, for this season, for the entire series. If you've been with us, we appreciate all of you, and it's been so great uh, getting your insights and thoughts about the show. And uh, I'm so happy I got to share it with um, with all of you. So thanks again for listening. We appreciate it. Uh-huh. Okay, so with that being said. Um, little spoiler warning for anyone uh, listening. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into our comic talk section for the final time. So if you don't want to hear anything about the comic, uh, feel free to skip ahead. Otherwise, uh, you get your two-second warning uh, right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a ultimate spoiler warning. Because <laughs> I'm literally just revealing the last two or three pages of the entire comics. Okay, I'm just going to give so, you how they end. Um, <laughs> all right. So final warning. Uh, right. Okay. Let us, let us have it there, Pete. Which uh, is, is interesting because there's not a lot that you really, you can tie in with this episode as far as, cause again, Gideon was not a thing. They never got rid of the keys, but the end of the comic run, they still have the keys. Like there's more because they did some crossovers and spinoffs and some extra little things. So mm-hmm. they still have the keys. Um, there are some characters that were alive in this that are not alive in the comics. So good for them. We get better endings for them. Um, so that's good. But really, uh, the one I wanted to mention, I talked about when we were talking about Rendell, uh, was them going back and visiting with Rendell and getting to talk to him one last time and have those moments was kind of the show's version of the very ending of the comics, literally, like I said, the last like two or three pages. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, which it actually happens right off the heels of the whole comic book run ends with Tyler realizing that Bodhi can be brought back to his original body through the use of the animal key and the bird and all of that happens. And then he calls Kinsey and Nina and they come home and they're reunited with Bodhi. And then as everybody's kind of doting over, Oh, Bodhi's back. Yay. We see uh, Tyler with the echo key in his hand. And it's funny because, you know, Jason, you mentioned the, the echo key being used. Mm. <clears throat> and that's exactly, he has this idea and we see him on his own walk over to the well house and he uses the echo key and he brings back Rendell. And they have a beautiful conversation. Rendell saying that he's been able to see everything that they've been going through the whole time. Uh, just kind of as a spirit, like he's been able to keep a watch over them and he's just how much they've grown and how proud he is of everything they've done. And it's tear jerking. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it kind of ends with Tyler saying, well, you know, you saw it when we just brought Bodhi back so we can do the same with you. He goes, you know, using the anywhere key, just like the show does. He's like, we can use the anywhere key to get you out of this well house and you can be back with us and you can. And Rendell has this nice little speech where he kind of wraps up saying, he's like, no, I, I lived my life. You know, everything past that is just a dream. Only demons live in their life past when it's over. So he goes, continue living your dream. I've lived mine, but just know I'm proud of you. And then he walks through the opening and disappears. Mm. Like it's this. Oh, wow. Then Tyler brings it back again. Right. Like, Come on, dad. And yeah. he's like, no, sure? I told you don't do that anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it is beautiful. Cause yeah, it ends with, you know, at least Tyler having this really touching moment with his father mm. and his father refusing to come back through as an echo and says, and says, no, this is the way things are meant to be. But you know, I'm, I'm proud of you guys and that's it. And I think, so it's kind of seeing that in the show and, getting all of them to have this one last moment with Rendell and really see how it helps them 
as a family and kind of let them feel comfortable with where things end. I think it was really cool the way they did that. It's cool. Yeah. One thing about the comic that's different from the show is the comic was, didn't falter. Mm -hmm. I don't think No, it was just (laughs) great all the way through. It felt like such a satisfying, complete story Mm -hmm. from beginning to end with lots of cool twists and turns and yeah. I can't wait to finish. <laughs> that was yeah, there. That it is. Was I've gone through them completely twice now. Uh, That's <laughs> awesome. Do it again at some point. Yeah, it's a fun one. I wonder if their version of instead of bringing Rendell back as like an echo, going and visit visiting him through the time shift key was like their way of kind of having that same kind of closure moment. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. It. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I I like it that the whole family got to be there. Yeah. 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 Versus just Tyler. Yeah. I like it. Well, that that's great. Thanks, Paik, for all of the uh, contributions to to Comic Talks. I know that you're still fresh uh, from it. And I did uh, have to go back and read the ending today while prepping because it has been since, you know, last season because I I finished up as we wrapped up season two last year or whatever. So it's right. (laughs) But yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. Appreciate your efforts in, in mm-hmm. adding to that because um, I I decided to wait to finish them. I'm kind of in the middle, and I know Jason, you mentioned that it had been quite some time had passed since you had read them, so you were a little rusty with some of the details. Um, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, rusty, a little rusty with some of the details, or actually barely remembering <laughs> it. <laughs> but I remember loving it. <laughs> you don't. You might remember forget some of that stuff, but you don't forget how it made you feel. That's what I was. That's right. What I was yeah, saying about the show. Totally. It made me. You know, I I'll forgive some of that other stuff because of how it made me feel. Um, okay, that was great. Um, a really great way, I think, to wrap up the series. Um, so. Our next section, um, as I mentioned uh, at the top, just as a reminder to everyone, we're doing some uh, quick notes about Great British Bake Off, one of our favorite shows. We're keeping it a little shorter than what we did last season, just due to time and um, our schedules and such. Um, So I think with the section, uh, something we're doing a little bit different than what we did with our last episode. We're going to just kind of go around with some notes, quick notes about the, about the show. And we'll take turns with that and anything that we want to contribute. Uh, you guys are probably going to have more than me, uh, cause I didn't take as many, but, um, with that being said, if you don't want to hear anything about the great British bake off, feel free to skip ahead. Spoilers. Um, yep. Spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't watched it. And this is for, um, episode two, by the way, I yeah, think yeah. biscuit week. Yes. Biscuit week. So, uh, in the UK, the, third season has aired it'll be on this week uh yeah, we'll be recording this a little later too so i think mm-hmm. honestly episode three for us will be up at this point when they're hearing this too that's think, so. right that's right yes Might thank be, you because yeah. i forgot we're we're a day later than what we normally are so yes mm-hmm. by the time everyone's probably hearing this the new episode episode three will probably be aired so we're a little bit behind um with our um schedules so with that being said if you don't want to hear anything feel free to skip ahead otherwise Let's go over some notes for episode two, Biscuit Week. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start? Okay. You guys, you guys go first. Uh, I'll start. Right. I just 
love the idea of the macarons or macaroons. I'm macarons. so, I'm so macaron. I, I still say macaroons, macaroons even though they better. called them macarons. Yeah. Macaroons <laughs> oh, are the like things. mealy yeah. kind of coconut cookies. Yeah. yeah. And the macarons, macarons are those. Macarons. macarons. I know what they macarons. are. I still, yeah, say, yeah. I still call them macaroons. So, <laughs> those are all so cute I, I when they first said the idea of making them look like something else i was like hmm i don't know but i loved it the watermelons yeah. looked especially great the burgers the little black cats except they were crappy in the middle but um mm-hmm. i love that it's really cool yeah um all right i like this kind of we're just gonna go yeah, yeah we're just gonna uh, ping pong so the episode starts uh with this like weird little skit between matt and uh noel with this like is it a cake or is it a biscuit it ends up being this dog which is weird but it, was, it seemed like a kind of weird joke except i feel like i know where they might have been going with it because i've also started watching in tandem uh the junior bake-off that they have like a season on on netflix that they just put up from last year and in you the said first it's kids around 10 to 15 years old yeah and in the first episode of Junior Bake Off that's on there, uh, episode one, they had the kids making these things called Jaffa Cakes, which I guess there's this whole like kind of controversy yeah, or this thing back, back and forth. Is it a cake or is it a biscuit? <laughs> and so they had that whole like that was the run through of that episode. It was like, are they ba- are they biscuits or are they cake? Well, the name cake is in there. But yeah, but they're the- <laughs> and so I felt like that's what they were doing with this cake or biscuit thing was, oh, like. I just watched the Jaffa cake episode of junior. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, see, I always was confused about because in England, a biscuit is not here. A biscuit is just a, it's not sweet. It's, it's right. Like it gets weird. Biscuits our biscuits are, are kind of yeah, like yeah. their scones, and then our yeah, it's, it's a whole kind yeah. of. So over there, a biscuit is more like a cookie. But yeah. then they were making the distinction that Paul kept saying cookies are softer. So mm-hmm. I don't quite have a handle on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That usually I really find the openers endearing. But that just didn't. I was so like confused. I'm like, that did like, not rrr, land rrr. for me <laughs> yeah. at all. So I was like, okay, usually you guys are better at this. So on to the next. Like last week's with Prubaka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll never get over Prue <laughs> and her Chewbacca noise. That was great. Yes. Um, well, I thought it was interesting while we were talking about the macarons um, that they're like make macarons that don't look like macarons and. Uh, then they're kind of being a little critical of the people uh, who didn't go traditional. And they're like, well, that doesn't look like a macaron. Well, isn't that what the challenge was about? They said that? I don't remember hearing that. <laughs> I feel like there were a couple of, yeah, that's, that's lame. A couple of critical points that, that they were, <laughs> that doesn't look like, well, that's what the challenge was, wasn't it? Um, so I just thought, you know, well, come on guys, <laughs> what you want? So, um, the burgers had, but on both, there were two that made burgers, mm-hmm. uh, Carol, I think, and Carol Sandro. And Sandro. Sandro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had fondant things, fondant tomatoes. One had fondant fries. There was also the one that made the little yo-yos. They called it toy shop yarns. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call a yo-yo in the UK? I guess so. That had fondant, fondant string. And I just want to take this opportunity to remind everyone that candy corn is the same thing. It's a fondant. Mm-hmm. 
which is a thick paste made of sugar and water and often flavored or colored used in the making of candy and the icing and decoration of cakes. So every time everyone always dogs on candy corn, you're also dogging on a lot of this stuff from Break Off too. Just because it occupies a different space in people's mind. They're like, it's the worst thing ever. I I don't like fondant cake either. Okay, well then you're excused if you don't like fondant and cake either. I usually peel it off. But if you love fondant and cake and you hate candy corn, you're a hypocrite. That's all I'm trying to say. I think it depends Uh, on how it's made. If it's, if it's, I don't think so. It's the exact same thing. Hmm. (laughs) I'm just, I don't know. No, candy corn is highly processed uh, too. No, whatever. It's just sugar. It's It's sugar sugar and honey. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, I've got a lot of notes about the macarons. So (laughs) yeah, we'll (laughs) stay on those for a while. Uh, So the next one, uh, yeah, uh, Shabira does the savory chicken satay macarons awesome which i love the really super creative stuff like that even though it can Mm. be a huge risk sometimes to really step out the box so did this risk pay off for her mostly like it wasn't a picture perfect win like you know they said you know because i think the whole paul hates tofu was more of a joke but he also was like "Eh, it could have been pulled off a little bit better but i appreciate the he liked the taste yeah yeah i mean he, he did enjoy but then it was kind of weird. It's like, here, you're doing chicken saute, but then like you can't really pull off all of those flavors in a macaron. Mm. But she did the best that she could, I guess. To where it wasn't like a picture-perfect win, but he was like, no, that's, that turned out better. You yeah. know, I appreciate the risk. And so I like I've never thought of like a that. savory macaron before. Right. But that sounded pretty good to mm-hmm. me. Oh, shoot. Is, is it, it my me? turn? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rima. sorry. Uh, next, I think. Oh, oh it's it, Rima's is it turn. Me? Yeah. Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> I was bummed out for Carol and her mask. Mm. I loved, I did love that mask challenge. We've never seen anything like that before. So that was really fun and interesting. All of the different creative ways uh, people, um, first, just the, the visual uh, creativity and how they were putting them together, but then also the creative ways that they, um, the different types of, uh, like biscuits or like brandy snaps or just the various things that they were using to make the masks, I thought was just really really awesome to see and i felt really bad for carol um you know the i I think if she'd maybe used a different foam head or something uh not use lard maybe use butter instead i think it was the lard Um, thing because even paul was like are you sure you want to do that and then so then when it fell apart he's like i I asked you are you sure you wanted to do that yeah (laughs) it's heavy it's heavier than butter she was so upset too that's what made it worse yeah Yeah. so but i i loved that challenge i don't think we've ever seen anything like that we've seen faces they had they had to do like face cakes or something Uh one time that really weirded me out that nightmare tom delong will stay yeah that was so uh, bizarre oh that's right but, yeah, yeah. but this was really cool this was something we hadn't seen before and i thought it was really you know a lot of them were really beautiful and interesting mm-hmm. and i really loved seeing um a, you know baker's creativity come out in that way so i really like that yep i agree um this is a quick one but maxi and her husband i thought were a super cute couple mm-hmm. they showed them at home for a second mm-hmm. and uh I can't even remember what they did, but I wrote this note down. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she, did she? No, she, she, did she get Star Baker? Uh, Maxie got. Maxie did, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. yeah she's great. She got the handshake. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so mine, uh, 
in classic Bake Off fashion, something I love to see that you really only get in the show was uh, Janusz and Carol getting done early and then sitting there and helping Rebs finish her macarons on time. It was like classic, like the competitors helping each other to do their best. I always appreciate. And yeah. I think it, it makes sense because it's like, yeah, you can look at it, it like this American game show standpoint, if you want to call it that, where it's like everybody's out for blood and they're just like, well, if everybody else fails and I do the best. But here they're like. Well, I feel better about a win if I'm competing against everybody at their best. So I want to make sure they accomplish what they're trying to do too. Yeah. yeah. So it's what, why I don't watch reality TV mm. anymore here other than this show, because I'm so sick of that attitude of just kill or be killed, undermine everybody. Mm-hmm. And even the um, producers, they right. try, instigating they drama, the alcohol and be like, Hey, <laughs> did you hear what happened here? You should go talk to them about it or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, I've had enough of that. Yep. Yeah. I don't want that to ever touch bake off. I want it to yeah. remain pure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has to, they'll lose their audience. I hope <laughs> if they, if they go there. Rima. Oh shoot. I'm sorry. I didn't, I keep forgetting the order that we're going in. Um, I am worried for Reb's, uh, she definitely skated by and I like her. I really do. I think she's really sweet, has a great personality. I feel like she's probably got some talent that's maybe a little bit untapped and maybe with some extra work. But um, I feel like asking for help twice in uh, in one episode, it's not it's a, a, sign. Not a, not a great sign. Didn't she win the technical? I think she did win the technical. Yeah. 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 So I don't. I think that probably saved her when they said she was one of the ones that was up for you know on the chopping block yeah, she was, i was like nah she won the technical she's not gonna lose yeah but i don't know isn't the technical a little like the lowest less weighted yeah still she won though yeah absolutely and there's so many contestants to yeah, yeah. so i don't know i worry about her i think she's so sweet and she was one of my favorites when um you know the show started um, and we met all the bakers. I mean, I love all of them, of course. The, they all have great personalities and they're super fun and entertaining. Yeah. But, you know, she really She seems the me. most, like, uh, you know, harder to handle the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So I worry about her, but I'm um, glad she's here for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved when, I, I didn't catch the exact details, but. James said something about a raccoon tattoo and somebody's like, did you just say you have a wee raccoon, <laughs> raccoon baking coon. tattoo? And he busts out his tattoo covered leg. <laughs> Boom. He did not right <laughs> it's a raccoon. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that. Uh, it was kind of unfortunate, but kind of funny. I think that the judges even got a nice little laugh out of it. Uh, it was Abdul and Shabira. Absolutely not understanding what feathering is. Um, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> and, and Sabira was it, or one of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Abdul and Shabira. They both feathers. made these flowers. Yeah, hers were like intricate incredible. design molded flower or feathers. It's like that's incredible, but absolutely the opposite of what we were asking Wrong. you to. Yeah, <laughs> that reminds me of this time in high school English class when there was a new girl, and she misunderstood the assignment on her first day and came in having memorized all of one person's parts in Shakespeare a Shakespeare play that we were just supposed to read from right off the page mm. but she memorized the whole thing and came and knew it all <laughs> it's like you know, trying to show us all up <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have any other notes you don't have any more nope. okay we'll just go back and forth and <laughs> you jump in whenever you have anything to say 
um, Rebs, they said she plays the tin whistle to relax and, and she had that little tin whistle and I was like, oh boy, this is going to be great. And then it was great. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sounded really good. All right. Um, just a little note. I don't even remember who it was cause I'm just looking at the note, but, uh, anytime a baker has to restart their bake from scratch in the middle of the like time, I always get super stressed for that. I'm always like, Oh, this is yeah. this is always really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was uh, was it Rebs or I forget who too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mason had to redo her filling. She that restarted. might have been what it is. It might yeah. have been what it was. She redid her and then she had to remix her uh, macaron. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's not dough, but batter. I guess she, yeah. she remixed it. I think. Yeah, who, she pulled it off. Well, sort of. She ended up going home, but um. Maxi, she just mixed her fruit right in on the technical. Uh, Oops, yeah. she had to redo it. Yeah, and then but before she redid it, Noel's like, you know, Paul might take his handshake back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which Don got a handshake too. That was Don and Maxi were the first handshakes of the season. Oh yeah, that was. Hopefully, they don't do that too much. I, that rare, want that handshake be a special thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was that yours or mine? <laughs> it's your turn. Uh, all right. I do like James a lot. He's we saw in the first episode too. He's a big horror fiend. We saw him like all dressed up like a zombie and everything. Yeah. And so with this one doing this like brandy snap, which is risky in its own self, but this like kind of labyrinth mask, which was scary in a lot of ways, but it was it really was cool. Insane. <laughs> I loved it, but Hands man, thing, ugly yeah. on purpose. <laughs> For, terrifying. Um, Paul was very ruthless about Abdul's technical. He's like, yeah, one problem is this and the other's the biscuit and the other problem's the chocolate. He's just named everything. <laughs> and, other that, and the guys sit there going, Oh God, uh, you got to get some Paul. Uh, what's his name? Paul Hollywood brutality. Right. <laughs> uh, I appreciated Kevin adding macarons to his mask to try to make up for the fact that his signature was really bad. And then, unfortunately, they weren't great either. They were like the weakest part of his mask. Macarons are not good. (laughs) It's like, well, (laughs) oh for two on those. I liked Sandro saying his he had a feminine, masculine mask like him Mm. because he looks pretty masculine, but he's he is baking. So Mm. I don't know. I guess that's not necessarily a feminine thing. But anyway, I thought it was cool that he said he's also like a nanny, Um, like is what he does as a job, which is typically considered. I mean, that's kind of what I do for a job, Uh, but it's, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I like that guy. I I, I like him a lot. He's got good, good vibes. Um, but I also loved Siabura's half and half mask and Abdul's parrot mask with no piping, Mm. you know, with all those green and, Red, um, and I like. How do you say it? Mason, Mason, Her Venetian mask that they said what didn't have enough detail. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, I think uh, the last one I had. We talked about Carol with her mask uh, collapsing, but what I really liked about that was Noel consoling her. He was yeah. very sweet and like kept her calm throughout that whole situation. And I thought like. Yeah. As goofy as he is, we've seen that a lot of him is that he's really good at like meeting a contestant where they need him to be and like yeah. helping them through something. He'll tease you if he thinks you can take yeah. it. But if you're falling apart like that, he'll come and console. What a great yeah. guy. 
Yeah, the only other note I had, I mean, I was happy for Maxi. For the, the person who had to go home, I thought it was an, uh, one of those tough weeks where I could be wrong because I only watched it once, but it didn't seem like anyone was awful, yeah. you know, and so it made it even tougher. And as Noel said, you know, he, he that was tough for him. And he said, I feel like I've gotten to know you all so well already. They're such great contestants this season. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Agreed. Right. Anything else for Bake Off? Not for me. Excellent. Got it. <laughs> okay. So uh, next up for this podjack podcast podjack, <laughs> uh, <laughs> strange deed. Well, uh, Paik and Rima are going to be covering the new Mike Flanagan series on Netflix, The Midnight Club. It premieres October 7th. I'm stoked to be a fan of that show and this podcast. The description says, At a manor with a mysterious history, eight members of the Midnight Club meet each night at midnight to tell sinister stories and to look for signs of the supernatural from the beyond. That sounds like such a great idea to do. Mm -hmm. I recommend everyone do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's going to be cool. Pretty excited for that one. Um, like you said maybe it'll be less heavy like maybe it'll be like a counterpoint to midnight mass which was so deep and meaningful and this will just be more like a fun horror thing or something Uh, knowing a little bit further into like who these people are and where they at where they're meeting i don't think so but i'm gonna leave it up to just that (laughs) intriguing intriguing. yeah Yeah. well (laughs) and just the fact that it's from Mike Flanagan and I feel like he's going to put yeah. he he always puts in I mean th- this is based off of um, a book might even be I don't, I don't know if it's a series or just one book from Christopher Pike who's also an executive producer um, but I feel like it wouldn't be Mike Flanagan if we didn't infuse some type of emotional journey <laughs> just mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know that right. that's but, what we love yeah no, yeah I don't I'm know sure. that but yeah, yeah. Um, just I feel like with everything that I've seen from him, um, he usually rips out my heart with every series. <laughs> so I'm expecting to be broken by the end of of that, just like I was with everything else. Um, I'm <laughs> crippled uh, after watching his, emotionally crippled, I should say, after watching his. But yeah, we're super excited. So uh, like Jason said, that premieres October 7th. So we're, we'll be back you know, to our usual schedule. So that premieres next week. So we've kind of got a little bit of a week off or so before we come back with that. Uh, we hope that you all join us. Um, I'm excited. Spooky season and Mike Flanagan mm-hmm. makes me happy. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, we are excited for you to follow us into Key House. But until then, for the final Key time. House, maybe Midnight Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next, next time it'll be Midnight yeah, If you follow Club. us into Key House at this yeah. point, you're not getting out. Though. We're done you're, with that. It will be your final, <laughs> final venture to Key House. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at StrangeTCast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. And we'd love it if you'd go leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, give us a follow if you haven't already. Um, so speaking of Podcastica, there's a lot of fantastic shows, which means Podcastica is very busy this time of year. Um 
what's going on right now that you want to plug? I mean, Andor, I'm totally digging Andor. And so this good. week's episode was awesome. <laughs> and it's it's such a different tone from the other Star Wars shows, but more like Rogue One. And maybe I talked about this last week too. I don't remember, but um, it's really it's really cool. It's more mature and intriguing, like a spy movie, and and it's beautiful to look at and seems more sophisticated. So I'm loving that. I also think I haven't really plugged She-Hulk that much, but I think it's really fun. It's been so good, yeah. too. Yeah, I'm having a blast with She-Hulk. I haven't watched this week's yet. I hear it's good, but it's really, really... And I love the She-Hulk comics, and it really captures the flavor of that, where she breaks the fourth wall a lot and stuff like that. So uh, that's another good one. Excellent. A lot of good stuff. And speaking of great podcast, Paik, I know you and Daphne were wrapping up um, a little bit there at Run for Your Lives. What, do you, what have you guys got going on right now? Yeah, uh, I'll give a quick run through of like a lot of things coming up because we will be gone off of here for like a week, and then I'll sure I'll plug these things again as we are doing Midnight Club through October. But yeah, um, this week on Run for Your Lives, which will be up today or yesterday, even by the time you're listening to this, so you can go check it out. It's our like season finale look back special. We kind of broke down out of all the movies and episodes we did for this past season. Uh, what our favorite movies, monsters, characters, kind of moments, things like that were. It's always fun to just kind of go and look as a little recap and kind of play with our favorites. Uh, so that is out now. And then on Monday after this weekend, we'll be episode 100, a special episode. Me and Daphne interviewed uh, the author, Girl with All the Gifts, M.R. Carey. And oh, wow. that was, cool. was a blast. We had such <laughs> a good time. He's such a good dude. So we had a really fun conversation with him. So that will be up on Monday. Check that out. And then usually we would be gone for about a month or so on a break, but we're actually going to push that break to November instead of, cause we were like, we can't do a podcast that covers a lot of horror movies and be gone for the month of October. That just doesn't make sense. So we're starting the new season literally like next week. Uh, so we're going to be doing it Tober. So uh, through the month of <laughs> October, all four weeks, we're covering it four times we are doing uh the 1990 tim curry it part one and part two separately is two different weeks so that will you know part one will be up next weekend and then we'll do the two andy machete it chapter one and chapter two so we get a little bit more jackson robert scott yeah. over there uh <laughs> cool in the end of this month or at the end of october so yeah we'll do that and then we'll do a special halloween ends episode that will be uploaded on oh, yeah. halloween on that monday so nice busy for October for strange or for a uh, run for your lives. And then we'll, we'll take November off and come back for Christmas. Time. That's great. <laughs> That's excellent. <clears throat> fun, fun. Yeah. All cool. All right, everybody. That is our show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Until next time. I'm Rima. I'm Jason. I'm pick. <laughs> and Robert mounts is strange. Indeed.